More cowbell indeed. Welcome to you all. Welcome back to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm joined by my dad, Jack. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Todd. Good to hear your voice. Yeah. Good to be back recording after a two-week holiday hiatus. But yeah. uh, have a good holiday. Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, we never stay up till midnight, so it's not not a big deal. But, uh-huh. you know, we did uh, wa- watched a lot of football. <laughs> yeah. That was the main thing. Yeah. Well, and, you, you're and talking it, about the New Year's holiday, but we, we right. celebrated Christmas, too, in that time. So we had a lot of, right. a lot and of today, stuff going on. And today there's also a big game in college football. That's right. The college championships so, are this evening. It's uh, Michigan and yeah. Washington. I don't know what time it starts, but anyway, we'll be doing that tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and, and, you know, unfortunately, having lived on that coast, I know what it's like to, like, say, hey, it's a night, you know, an evening game. Oh, great. Yeah. And if, well, <laughs> I'm going to sleep through I'll, the last hour. <laughs> I'll, use, I'll usually stick through to the halftime uh-huh. and see who's ahead and how yeah. by how much, you know. Mm-hmm. But you have a feel for who's going to win it already. At yeah. Halftime. Yeah. Unless it's just a phenomenally really good game that, uh, has, is, is just could go any way. Yeah. It's really hard to stay up. And even then when you do stay up, of course you're retired. When I was living there, I was, I was working and I had to get up and go to work the next morning. So it's tough to stay up till game, you know, to see the end of a game that finishes at 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough yeah. to have a national sport like that because they want to, they want to wait till uh, after people are home from work on this coast right. which means that you know it's not starting it's till a, eight o'clock at night at your on you know or eight thirty at your coast so it's just yeah well, it, most people don't mind staying up till maybe 10 you know something like that yeah that's limit you know yeah uh but if it's a really good game uh, and you're not just overly tired for some reason yeah yeah. Well, and I don't know about you, but like it's it's a pretty typical routine for me on Sunday afternoons to start watching a football game and then somewhere in the second quarter or halftime I take a nap and then I kind of wake yeah. up to watch the <laughs> you know I miss about a third of a football game generally <laughs> when I'm watching yeah. it at home on a Sunday afternoon. Um that's just you know that's just the way it goes. Although I wasn't napping yesterday, you're talking to yeah. one happy Packer fan. Yeah, well, you—they uh, really kept coming around at the end of the season, aren't they? They, they really are and, for a very young team, and and I've been very pragmatic about my my fandom for the Packers this year. In that, you know, they're they're being such a young team. I mean, the 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 most experienced receiver is a, is in his second season, and, and yeah. most of them are rookies. And our quarterback's in his fourth season, but it's the first year he's ever started, Play, so he's yeah. essentially a rookie. And you know, it's so it's just been. Uh, yeah, sometimes they look like a bunch of kids who don't know what they're doing, and other times they just look so amazingly excellent. You go like, "Wow, the potential is there," you know? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, they're peaking. Yeah. Hopefully, yep. it'll go well. Yeah. We get and Dallas next week. Oh, you do? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And speaking of uh, football, I heard on mm-hmm. the radio on the way home this morning that uh, 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 Ron Rivera has been fired by the uh, Commanders mm-hmm. and. Uh, and people are thinking that uh, they just might pick up uh, uh, the New England coach. What's his name? Uh, Belichick. Yeah. Oh, he, what's his name? He, because yeah. he's only won six Super Bowls. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> well, and and they haven't made any announcement whether he's going to leave or not. You know, when he was asked today during a news conference, he goes, "I'm under contract. It's too early for decisions." So, 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, just like w- with football games, he's not going to tell you anything until he's ready to tell you something. You know, that's, that's just that's just the way he does things. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you can ask him 15 different ways. You're going to get the, you know, we're getting ready for the game next week at answer. Right. Right. <laughs> and that's that's how he is. So and then I capped off my night last night by watching my Lakers beat the, the crosstown rival Clippers, which is nice because the Clippers have been beating the Lakers pretty handily recently. And the Lakers were on like a four game losing streak. So it was nice to to finish on a positive note. Uh, I, I went to I went to bed with 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 happy dreams. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> for the sports teams and my brother came over yesterday to watch football and so um uh he he's a ram fan and he was happy because his team also won Just, yeah yeah they did. the backups because they were playing san francisco and both teams had already qualified for the playoffs and so it was just the backup teams playing and so it was really mm-hmm. interesting to watch um but but San Francisco, it didn't matter at all. For the Rams, it did matter because it dis- determined which place they were in and therefore who they were going to play. Oh, yeah. So as it turns out, it worked out to set them up for a really good game. Next week, they play Detroit, which is really oh, interesting boy. because they and Detroit swapped quarterbacks a few years ago. Yeah. And so yeah. the, the quarterback for Detroit is a former Ram and obviously the Cool. Yeah. So, uh, well, you know, Detroit is really good this year. Detroit is, is doing really well this year, but the Rams, much like the Packers, are peaking at the right time. They're playing amazing games right here at the end of the season, winning, I think, four in a row or something like that, or four out of five. Yeah. And so, uh, at, at while Detroit has sputtered a little bit towards the end of the season. So. Well, they were, they were robbed in one of their games. There's no yeah. question. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and my team split, you know, we're in the same division with them. And so we won one, they won one. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it, it'll be a good game. Yeah. Good I, game. I think there's going to be some good playoff games. I know this isn't a sports podcast, but, uh, certainly, certainly been on my mind the last day or two. So very pleased. Anyway, very I want to talk about a Wi-Fi speaker that I bought. That's right. Yeah, we last time we we you know when we last were here a couple of weeks ago, we were going through a list of you know uh, favorite gadgets various, or, or things that you could buy for for your techie in your Christmas life, presents and stuff like that. Yeah, and well, uh, one of them mentioned and, a, two, a Wi-Fi speaker that neither of us had listened to, but I told you about a Wi-Fi speaker that I had purchased that I thought was really good um, sound quality, just nice solid volume too for a, for a large space. Well, you know. and and not only that, it was about half price. I mean, it was really a good price on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and it also it, it supported if you bought two of the same device, you could then pair them and make a stereo pair and get really good separation from them. So lots of nice features about the W King uh, portable loud Bluetooth speakers. Yeah. Yeah. It has a number of options. One is, uh, it's got a pretty hefty battery in it. So uh-huh. you can consider it as a charging device because it will, will do that for yeah. your uh, iPhone and you name it. Uh, anything that works out of the, the, uh, yeah, it's got uh, a USB-C USB. port, USB-C port on the back that you can then plug into your phone and, or iPad and recharge it. I suppose even laptops, right? I mean, these days we yeah. have USB-C laptops. So, but the absolute amazing thing about this: this is an outdoor speaker. Mm-hmm. Okay, and because it's an outdoor speaker, they make a, a point of it. it. It's the portable loud Bluetooth speakers and right. subwoofer, 
and that's 60 watts of power and it's waterproof yeah which was key for me because i coached yeah. swimming and i wanted it if it got splashed i didn't want to be worried about my device getting damaged and deep pace and uh, deep uh, base rather and pairing which you mentioned and uh, uh 40 hour plus power so if you got it fully charged uh, it'll last a long time because it's got that yeah. monster battery in it. So it's really a monster battery of the little chipset that, that does the other thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And when you when, and size wise, this is uh, about the size of a traditional. I mean, I don't know who uses them these days, but what what we used to think of as like a lunchbox. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of lunchbox size. It looks like one of the um, the. Uh, uh, boom boxes of the of the 70s but it's kind of like a smaller version of that so it's not you know this is something you wouldn't set this yeah. up on your shoulder while you're walking because it's, it's not that no. big but but uh but, but it's also blow not, your ear out yeah exactly it'd be, yeah exactly it, it would get way too loud for that but it's also um it's not like pocket size either it's it's lunchbox size yeah, well, I, being winter here now, I, I haven't taken it outside to use it, but mm-hmm. I will be using it uh, when it warms up out on the patio, and I think it'll be perfect out there. Yeah. So. Yeah, this but thing I, has four I, active drivers on the front, and then it's got a passive radiator on the back that gives it a nice sol- solid bass sound. Yep. So anyway, uh, mm-hmm. it was a lim- limited time deal. I suspect its prices back up from what it was during the christmas sales yeah i'm looking at it right now and they want 90 bucks for it oh that's not bad well i was mine was under 70 so right still a big savings yeah. on two and that was on each of the two i bought yeah so, yeah because you did buy the pair right so you could do the stereo pairing um, right and and uh, the other reason i bought the pair is they make uh it doesn't show the model number here i guess i could click on it but anyway mm-hmm. they have a 90 and a 90-1 and they are incompatible uh, but apparently what they did is update the, uh, uh, the Bluetooth to a later version of Bluetooth. Right. Uh, yeah, these and, are Bluetooth uh, 5.0 on, on the 90, or the 9-1s. And, uh, one of the things that they've upgraded in the more recent versions of Bluetooth is the, um, uh, the dynamic range that it can support. So you get, uh, more clarity, a wider, um, um, mm-hmm. sound envelope on them so yeah yeah, these are these are great speakers and and you know even their regular price i think they're they're still a a bargain uh for what you get because they they really do sound good and and then and especially like i said for outdoors you know again i'm using them at a swimming pool where there's splashing and stuff going on i can set it at one end of the pool and walk to the other end of the pool and hear it clearly yeah and 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 i bought two of them uh knowing that i could return one of them in 30 days if i if I wanted to, or or both of them, you know, if it really didn't turn out well, right. But uh, anyway, I'm not going to return them. They're uh, they're just a heck of a good deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I told you, I used to have a, a Bluetooth system that was so bad that I donated it to a, yeah. <laughs> a charity auction. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah I didn't I've, use it. I've had hit and miss with Bluetooth devices in general over the years, but I've got to say I, I've been very pleased with the. The W. King uh, speakers. Yeah, I think mine was one of the early, earliest Bluetooth speakers. You know, that was the mm-hmm. first thing that came out, and that Bluetooth, yeah. of course, has improved since then several times. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like so. we we're talking about, the version of Bluetooth has a lot to do with the, you know, the the strength of the signal, the the stickiness of the pairing, the and the then the sound quality that you can get out of it. So. 
Yeah. So, anywho, uh, happy with my Christmas present that I gave to myself. There you go. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, uh, another thing that we have uh, that's kind of been we talked about that you and I've shown an interest is since uh, Apple announced their uh, uh, space computer, uh, they, uh, lots of other less capable systems have been come to light. Yeah. And w- one of them that we looked at was a Destech 4 V4 VR headset. Yeah, they, we have the desk, they have a V4 and a V5 is out now too. And what these are is they're not actually even headsets. They're just uh, uh, devices to hold your phone in front of your face. And, yeah. and then you can use your phone as a split screen to, to do, uh, and this isn't so much for, for, for computing like, like the Vision Pro well, is, but for, for basically like the old fashioned Viewmaster. So you can look at 3D videos and 3D photos and they look really good. I mean, the quality of these devices, uh, of our screens now are such that, that this, this works really well. And we're talking about a device that costs what? 50 bucks, if that. Uh, yeah, let's see. I don't see a price on here. Yeah. I mean, oh, it's un- currently unavailable. That's the f- yeah, so the 5 is $31.99, the version yeah. 5. So, uh, And the difference between them is that the 5 has a little bit wider viewing angle. Um, other yeah. than that, you know, it's, just a, it's basically a plastic thing with straps that will hold your phone in front of your face. Uh, and it gives you some uh, lensing so that you can focus close and and, and see them. Uh, so. The only thing I was uh, going to look into was where and how can you produce your own pictures to look at, or how, what do you what do you look at? <laughs> yeah. Just- yeah, and there's yeah. some there's some stuff that's online that you can look at that's in in the split screen stereo vision. Um, I think there are some photo apps that you can you can uh, download that will take stereoscopic photos so you can then you know take stereoscopic photos that you yourself can watch um, but you have to you know specifically do that uh, i think that i will look into that the next time i'm traveling somewhere you know i was just th- this summer twice i ended up uh, at the grand canyon and it would have been great to have taken some some stereoscopic photos of the grand canyon you know talk about yeah de- talk yeah. about literal depth of field right <laughs> yeah I, and and i doubt that i can with my camera because i only have two lenses um yeah it's it's you know that's the one thing i've heard that the um you know like that right now with with um uh ios 17.2 the people who have the pro camera has three lenses and what they do is the regular lens and the wide lens are stacked right on top of each other so if you put it in landscape then you have two lenses that are you know next to each other on the same plane and you can do a stereoscopic image from that um yeah uh i've heard that the uh the uh iphone 16 May not the pro, but just the regular iPhone 16 will move to. They'll still have two lenses, but they're going to move to stacking them lined up so that they can also do stereoscopic imagery. Because right now they're on a diagonal. Uh, I will bet. I will bet you there will be somebody who will create a, uh, a a a camera app that will allow you to use the, the your phone to take stereoscopic images, but you'll have to hold it at an angle to get those two uh, lenses parallel to the ground. So and, you, and they'll have yeah. like a they'll have like a um, a, a uh, 
bubble or a balance line inside the lens to tell you when you're when they're in the right position, and then you can start taking your pictures. Take take your pictures on an angle, huh? <laughs> right? Yeah, you're gonna hold hold the phone at a weird angle, but but uh, you know, I mean, you've got the lenses to do it. You just have to know what angle yeah. to hold your lens, and they could certainly. You know, there you could you can create a level on the screen, so you could use that to then tell you if you're on the right, you know, yeah, plane, well, plane for the well, photo. Well, given the the prices, I mean, I would buy it in just a whim, just uh, because it sounds so interesting. Because I absolutely loved the ViewMaster thing when I was a right. kid, and to have that ability, but with the, on top of that, be able to do it with, with my phone, which you know I don't know if I can do yet. But if, if all that comes into play, I'll have one because uh, I think that's just pretty darn neat. Yeah. And and for that price, I mean, $32 plus tax sounds pretty pretty good. So anyhow, and, and I'm sure there's lots of other brands. They show some yeah. down here, Box Over and uh, 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 let's see. They show a $60 DeskTech D5 also. I don't know what the difference is. Oh, with phone controller. It's like a Bluetooth thing to control the phone or something, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So if you're going to put it on a screen or something, I don't know. mm Mm-hmm. So apparently Facebook has the ability to create a 3D image of photos that you take that you could then view in uh, on side by side. Snapchat does as well. Uh, when, when you say Facebook, you mean you can you got to have Facebook on your phone. Yes, they have they have that built in. Yes, too. yes. There's an app called uh, PopPick. If you're uh, interested in doing 3D phone pictures without having to deal with a social media company. Um, uh-huh. so, so there are some apps out there that allow you to do that, you know, and then, and then with this headset, so you could take 3d, you know, view master type things. I would bet that if you did a search, you could probably also find photos that other people have taken that they've posted in that format that would work. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's there, you know, I don't know that there's like a, um, a, uh, you know, a social place that you could go to where people can share those kinds of things. It's not something that that seems to have a uh, a huge following, but I think that it's going. It would to, be nice. It would be nice to know what they call the format. It's got to be named yeah. somehow. Yeah. Well, it's the, it's a split screen 3D because it takes your phone screen and and creates two side by side images that then the headset allows you to see. You know, okay. whereas like and, the, the spatial video and spatial photos that you can take with uh, iOS. 17.2 are not that they're a separate file format so before you viewed them in this cheap headset you would have to convert them yeah and i i'm sure there's files that allow you to do the conversions as well Probably. you know or a- apps rather i'm assuming so. I mean, this is full color and all that. oh yeah yeah so. yeah that's that's price of entry these days is is you know if you want, if you want black and white, you have to go actively decide you want to do something, you know, artistically. Mm-hmm. Color is assumed. Uh, you know, also, you know, complete clarity, full. You know, there's no depth of field with fuzzy backgrounds and stuff, unless you want to add that or or you you actively decide to make that creative decision. Mm-hmm. 
You but, say there you know. is no depth of field? Uh, well, on most phone pictures, there is uh, everything is in focus front to back, right? Because it's yeah, it's incredibly right. uh, uh, small lenses and stuff. It's hard to create a depth of field because of the short um, or the small or whatever you want to call it, the small sensors. And well, so they, that's I, why they have digitally kind of tried to fake what you do with lenses with a more traditional camera by making like um, things behind the subject look fuzzy. Yeah. You know, to create that bokeh. Yeah. But I think that's pretty easy to do. It, it's gotten much better. Originally when the, when the programs were designed to fake the bokeh and give it a sense of depth in a photo they were pretty obvious that, that it was not a real one. It was faked, but it's gotten much, much better, the quality that they can do. And they're doing, you know, at least uh, uh, Apple is doing it on the phone. It's in device. So uh, it's Apple does it when you when you use portrait mode. Then it, yeah. it makes the background look kind of fuzzy. I noticed you know? on, on my page here they do have an Oculus, and that's considerably more expensive, $181. Right. Uh, and that is because... Uh, of what? Well, it doesn't have a, you don't use your phone in that one. It's got its own screens inside of it. Oh, it's, it's a I standalone device. Oh, and they, okay. and you buy software to run on the Oculus and, and it's, it's, and it's owned by Facebook. So you have to have a Facebook account in order to activate the device. Um, which again, it's not a problem for probably most of the people given that they've got, you know, a billion users on Facebook, but just be aware that it's, you know, it's Facebook, uh, so much like Google, anything yep. you're doing, they're going to be tracking what you're doing <laughs> and using that, infor- <laughs> using that information to, to sell to advertisers and to send stuff to you. So Right. Yep. Okay, well, that looks like uh, an interesting area, and uh, we have some more stuff we can talk about later in terms of speculation regarding the Apple devices. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of that. You know, the comment, I was just so, talking about Facebook, and as I was saying it, too, I guess I just kind of looked at it from a different perspective, that the, the, the vicious circle that they create with Facebook, right? Because Facebook watches what you do, and then they use that information to sell to people for ads and stuff, but then they also use that information to filter what they send to you. They're going to send you more of what you do, right? Which means that then yeah. when they watch you, you're doing more of what, you, they were doing what you were doing because that's all they're sending you is more of what, so you basically get stuck in this loop where it's like, you know, you're only sent stuff by Facebook that ties into stuff that you've already done. And so you, you stay in this nasty little silo loop of, you know, hmm. it's, it's, it's hard to then tell, to get Facebook to understand that you want to look or do something different because they keep sending you stuff that is stuff that you've already done or like stuff that you've already done so that you'll do it more because yeah. they want you to stay on their <laughs> website. Yeah. And, and, and so what they're learning is, is that, you know, we find out what each rat likes in the trap and then we just keep feeding them more of that. Yep. Yep. So. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, so a few other things that I sent uh, for iPhone 15 Pro people who like um, leather cases. Apple doesn't sell them anymore. I found a company yeah. called Lon Lee on Amazon that makes a nice leather case. Uh, they start at twenty bucks and go up to about thirty-five bucks. Mind you, Apple started and, and finished at sixty bucks for the same thing. And quite frankly, the one that I have, I can't tell the difference between that and the one that I used to have on my iPhone fourteen that was Apple branded, other than the fact yeah. that it doesn't have an embossed Apple logo on the back of it. I mean, it's the same quality, same 
you know, for, yeah. for a well, third a third the price. I, I expect that they're going to do well. I don't know that there's anybody uh, or a high percentage of the population that's uh, overwhelmingly uh, anti leather or anything like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a certain segment of the market that absolutely feels that way, but there's, a, I think, a huge part of, of America says, no, I like leather as a, as a material. And, you know, and I eat meat, which means that there's going to be plenty of sources for leather because they're growing meat. And then, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, I, I respect people who don't want to eat meat and, and don't want to, you know, be part of a, of a system that raises animals to be slaughtered. Fine. That's your choice. But it doesn't well, mean everybody has. Of, being the son of a farmer, yeah. I, I will side on the farmer's side. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll buy farm products because I love milk and ice cream. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, exactly. Don't take my ice cream away from me. And I've had soy ice cream. It is not ice cream. Don't no. use that word with my ice cream because my ice cream Just, is not. <laughs> don't, don't even use milk. Just go yeah. with the cream. Get the good stuff. Exactly. And, and for the rest of the cooking that you do, use lots of butter. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. When I was, yeah, exactly. And then, and then when you have your heart attack, heart attack in your early fifties. <laughs> but, uh, I, um, I remember growing up, I don't know if they still sell it, but they used to sell a product called ice milk. And, in my mind, as a kid, that was code for this is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, ice milk? No, it's ice cream, buddy. It's ice cream. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you can save money with the ice milk. And yeah. Prob- probably just as good. No way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny, too, because a lot of the anti-cow uh, people have said that, you know, we got we to gotta quit raising cows uh uh, because the, the they're producing too much methane and they're messing up our um, our uh, ozone layer because of all the methane from mm-hmm. from cows out in all these fields, and uh, uh, everybody kind of took that as gospel. Well, somebody finally sat down and said, "Okay, let's put a cow inside a, in a totally enclosed room and and you just." Treat him like you would any other time and, and measure the actual amount of methane that's coming out of the cow. And it was like less than a tenth of what they had claimed that, that cows were producing. And they said it's negligent. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and, and he says, you know, how much methane is the, are the cows producing compared to the, you know, billions of buffalo that used to roam across the plains? Negligent. Well, <laughs> There's a certain part of the population that has just been trained to listen to the dogma of the nuts. Well, there's plenty of nuts out there, you know. But there's also just a sense of a whole bunch of of people, regardless of your your politics or policies or your leanings one way or the other about any subject, that uh, you know something gets gets going as a meme, sort of on the internet, and everybody just accepts it. Nobody ever goes and questions it. And then when you actually start going, well, wait a minute. Does this make sense? And somebody actually studies it and looks at it, and they go, "Well, that was bullcrap. Who yeah. who said this? They were wrong. Somebody should have challenged yeah. them right out of the gate and said, no, I, that's not right.'" I understand. There's even a book out about the psychology of what went wrong with the COVID direction in the country and got so many followers. Yeah. And what went wrong is the fact that the people who were putting this stuff out. Were city folks, first of all, they had no knowledge of the society as a whole. And therefore, they were really talking to citified people that were 
much exchanging their germs more than yeah. anybody. Well, yeah, exactly. You, know? you don't think that the, the so, way that people interact in New York is going to be a little different than the pay, way that people, you know, interact at a, in a, in a small town in the Midwest? Well, but it turns out that it's a psychological disorder that happens to people who live mm-hmm. in that. The elite automatically reflect that kind of a thing because mm-hmm. they, they get in their crowd and they don't want to listen to anybody else. They won't. They don't. They can't. Can't even see it. I mean, it's just blind. They're blind to it because of mm-hmm. their psychology. And uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting synopsis of the book. I didn't buy the book, but I just read about it, you know what yeah. it said about the book. And I thought, hmm, maybe they really did get that disease because it sounds pretty logical. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Of course, that's where you fall into a trap when something sounds logical. Double yeah. check it. That's yeah. when you really need to double check it because it, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, is this just confirming a bias I already had, and that's why it sounds logical to me, or, or you know, you know, or is it a lot of things that seem common sense aren't, and so you know, yeah. that's why the, that's why there's specialists in in areas, right? The experts, right. but then experts obviously get in weird little silos too. I just think that's you right. know, question everything, uh, you know, and uh, trust but verify, you know. These are the kind yeah. of things, good words to live by, right? So, yeah. as long as we don't get too overwhelmed with it's a life or death matter. You yeah, know? everything's a life <laughs> or death matter. You know, <laughs> because fear that you know is a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. Backing out of your driveway every morning is a life or death matter, literally. You know, so <laughs> so just be serious. Yeah. Or don't take anything serious. <clears throat> yeah. Watch more stand-up comics. That's my my answer for life. Learn to take things less serious. Listen yeah. to pe- listen to people who professionally take things not serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you posted a wireless portable watch charger, and the only thing I can see that's different than that is, is in my charger is I don't have this big box around the magnetic uh, thing. Uh, mine's just on a cord, you know? Right. So this one has a battery in it so that you can take it with you. That is a oh. battery. And that loop oh is not just a handle. That is a uh, lightning port. So you can also use the battery to charge up your phone. So, like, if you're traveling uh, and you know you're only going to be, you know, like, or if you, and you're going to be taking a long time during the day you're in an airport or something, you can take your phone off or your watch off and charge your watch right on the side of the battery and plug it into your phone to charge it. Unfortunately, the company that makes this, and I, by the way, bought this for my family for Christmas last year. I bought everybody, my, both my daughters and my wife have these and they keep them in their purses. Uh, and every, all of them are very happy with it. They've all talked about it. But mm-hmm. uh, although one of them, who who was just visiting me and is heading back to you. Um, we were talking about it uh, over the last day or two, and she pointed. She goes, "So what's that round thing on the side for, anyway?" <laughs> I said, "That's so you can charge your watch." And she goes, "Oh, so she's been using it to charge her phone, but didn't realize that the that it had a built-in watch charger as well." Which I thought, I said, "That was what was unique about this is that you know it had the attached lightning cord cords. So you never had the battery, but no cord to plug in with it, and right. it had a way for you to to uh, charge your your watch." And she goes, "Well, that's kind of cool." <laughs> <laughs> 
And I went, yes, it is. <laughs> so unfortunately, um, and I was just looking to see if they have an upgraded one and they don't. She just upgraded from the uh, uh, an old iPhone 11 to an iPhone 15, which means she no longer has a lightning port on her phone. So that cord doesn't do her any good. So, oh. so she'll have to she'll have to carry. I mean, it does have a USB C port on it as well. So she'll just have to carry a USB C wire with her to charge her phone off of it. But um, yeah. so, but that that takes away part of the the neatness of the the uniqueness of that particular battery, right? Yeah, she just found out about it and now can't use it, right? Yeah, well, I mean, she can, <laughs> she can still use the the thing on the side for her watch. Yeah. She just can't use the built in cable anymore because uh, she's got the wrong kind of. Wrong kind of phone now, yeah. So, uh. so yeah, and I have an iPhone 15 as well. That's why I was actually looking to see. Is like I like this idea, this battery because it's a small battery. You don't get a lot of charges out of it, but you get you know you bump it up a little bit if your phone's dying or something. Again, like I coach, and sometimes if I'm at a swim meet, you know, on a weekend and it's a long time, I want to I need to charge my phone up, and uh, so it's a handy little battery to have, and it's also nice. You can also stick your watch on there if you want. But yeah. uh, I need one that now has a USB-C port on it. And I was hoping that the fine folks at uh, at uh, Lifegren, Life Egren, I don't know what they... Uh, yeah, that's the weird L- name. L-I-F-E-E-G-R-N. What language allows two E's side by side? Yeah, well, tree. <laughs> <laughs> English. Have you not heard of the word tree? Oh, tree. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, C... <laughs> but yeah. uh anyhow the uh I would like that with the USB-C built into the uh back end of it. I I just uh discovered what kind of plug I have on mine. It's uh, the USB 3. And I hadn't even realized that because I don't think I've ever charged it that way. Uh, oh, I guess I Well, let's see. What, what are you talking there. about? You have a lightning port on your Uh oh, I have a lightning port. Oh, that, you that's that's what a, you I have on a, the 13. Uh, on the 13, yeah. yeah. Now, oh. the the lightning port will support different USB levels, but on the on the on your phone it's USB 2, which means it's slow data. Mhm. The um Okay, so I Yeah. So I could use this thing still. Mhm. Right? Yeah. But but I don't uh, I I don't know if this uh would give me the no it i use my fast charger for my for my uh, watch watch yeah. and this is not a fast charge for the watch it's just a standard uh, watch disc um you know yeah. like i said it's basically a an emergency backup battery that's not that heavy it works well for for my wife and daughters because they keep it in their in their purses i keep one in my backpack that i take with me to swim meets um you know, because it's it's not large and bulky, and it gives me a little extra boost on the phone and on on the watch if I need it. Yeah, um, and, and the and the fast charger does require that you plug it into USB three. Yeah, because you get more current that way. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, because this is coming off of a battery, they could support the fast charge, I suppose, but. Um, you know, I think that's oh. one of those things that that it, the the the. There's a pro- proprietary <laughs> handshake between Apple and it's in an Apple uh, charger to support that faster charging that I don't know that they're licensing to other people. Uh, yeah. Or maybe they're licensing it. If they're lic- if it's out there, it's licensed because, you know, Apple's making extra money on it for the watch. Yeah. Now, I, I still do use the uh, 
the slow charger at, on because I have a one on my nightstand. You mm-hmm. know, but I don't always put it on there at night because very often it's you know fifty percent or high above us when I mm-hmm. go to bed. So I says, well, "Why bother?" You know. <laughs> yeah, I do that though. I put every night whether I you know regardless of what charge level is on my watch, I I just set it on the little charge stand. Yeah, good. But you sometimes know, they, I. They all, all, although I have the, the light or the time on the ceiling too, so I don't need my watch really in the bed. Right. I, yeah. I would. I wouldn't bring my wrist up when I can glance up at the ceiling. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it depends on which way you're laying, right? You know. Yeah. Right. It's like I, I don't want to roll over and look to my left sometimes when I'm in bed. I'm comfortable. <laughs> you know. It's like, yeah. So, yeah, it's funny. You know, we have one of those those uh, nightstand clocks that also projects the time up onto the ceiling. Yeah. But I realized that when you're laying in bed. With your head on your pillow and your feet at the other end of the bed, and the clock is facing where you can see it, it projects mm-hmm. the time upside down. Oh, really? So it's upside down. Oh, I don't care what the thing. Well, you and mean, I can, you, and so I can you can obviously, see it on the stand. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. I, I don't care. Well, I don't. I don't, care I don't either. So what I did yesterday, and so far my wife hasn't recognized the fact, is I took the one on the on the stand. I turned it around backwards, so you it's now facing the wall. You can't see the the time <laughs> on the clock, so that so that what's projected on the ceiling is the right direction. Yeah. It my, just, I realized my wife that, never I thought, brought it up to me either. And so. I just, I just looked at that. I said, "That's the dumbest design ever. Why, why they is should, it putting? Yeah. Why is it projecting upside down? They should flip that up on the ceiling." <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a mirror in there. Why? Yeah, but then put two mirrors. Flip it back. That's just dumb, <laughs> you know. Or or mount the LED that's projecting to the ceiling upside down in the device. Whatever, you know. I mean, come on. Whatever it takes. Exactly. That's not yeah. hard to solve. <laughs> It's just wrong. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know why. What I don't even know why they put the display on the on the the the, the stand or whatever you want to call it, the projector. Because mm-hmm. with you don't need need two displays, you know. Exactly. Yeah, the, it should just be a black box with nothing on the on the table. Who cares, right? Right. Anyhow, so. I'm going to go back and see where we can go next here. Uh, uh, oh, I, I, this is just me sending you a message saying I ordered. Right, yeah. So anyway, uh, work, Apple working on software fix to avoid battery import ban, and they didn't imp- avoid it, but they did overcome it a little bit for a while so uh, the next one is kind of interesting uh, because uh, Tesla's uh, truck has production issues because of the battery (laughs) imagine that Uh, yeah well it was late coming out because of the batteries but they thought they had you know overcome them but apparently uh, the production rate's pretty low on those batteries and uh, it's not going to pick up. So they significantly soon. change the batteries between the car and the truck. Uh, they're, no, they're forty six eighties. I think they use those in the cars as well. So I don't know uh, why uh, they 
it sold a lot of cars. So yeah, that's what that's what, that was my question. Is like, well, if if they're using essentially the same battery technology, why why is the truck having problems that the cars aren't having? I, I guess it's just made it uh, a bigger problem, you know, than it was while they were making it for the car. Yeah, because you know, it seems to me that uh, uh, they should be able to up the up the rate maybe they just need another battery factory or waiting for something else to come online i don't know sounds like poor planning i don't think that uh their uh, uh small cars are using uh as many of them probably you know they're 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 talking about cells here and maybe in the truck you use a lot more cells but it's because it says limited for 4680 cells in Fremont, but it's planning there is mainly for pilot production. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, Panasonic has been part of that effort uh, in terms of making batteries, I guess. Uh, so anyway, uh, it, I don't know. It's just one of those things that they'll work out. He's worked out a lot of things in production that's that's why he's had some sleepless nights i mean even when he started his cars he just about went bankrupt because of these kinds of production issues uh but he's a risk taker so it's not going to be as they say a cakewalk yeah so anyway the other thing it's a complex thing right so yeah yeah uh there there is another thing about batteries and i'm going to introduce it right here we'll I've got to go down to the near the end to look at it, but it looks like uh, sodium uh, is taking is, is now in production. Soda, sodium batteries in cars. Oh right, yeah, it's one of the things we've talked about. All, but but they're all in China right now. Okay, uh, two car companies, and I guess that uh, sometime this year, uh, early, there's going to be the bigger battery producer, and I forget what their name is. So it's going to happen in the long term that we have salt batteries, but for the lower end electric vehicles because it cuts the price down immensely. Mm-hmm. It's for people who don't have to go a long way and just view it as a commuter vehicle, so that you don't get uh, you can still get adequate mileage out out of a charge, or at least that would be necessary. And uh, the the way they're going to do that is with smaller cars. So. If you're a person that won't fit in a smaller car, it's not an issue because you won't buy that kind. Yeah. They said it will not be coming to the U.S. from China because we're in this kind of political dilemma with China right now. Right. Uh, And so uh, that's the uh, situation on. uh, Yeah, which is a shame. You know, you'd like to see technology propagate. But anyway, uh, it's a. it's going to be a big thing uh, with Apple as well, because uh, uh, China plays hardball, and they're already have declared that all their state-owned companies will not have Apple products in their in their shops. Yeah, and so their sales over in China, even though they're making money for lots of Chinese in the producing the hardware, they can't sell it to their own in their own country. Uh, Unless Apple decides to retaliate and pull out, which is not likely because it's, it would hurt them more. Yeah. So it's a big dilemma. 
And uh, a lot of people uh, are kind of backing out of Apple shares here recently. The share prices dropped at the end of the year and, and it's still sinking. And uh, so stock prices, uh, if you if you recently bought Apple, are not mm-hmm. not very favorable. And having I've been also a seen, former, I was going to say, I've seen a lot of people say it's a perfect time to be buying Apple because the prices are depressed right now. So, yeah, you know, yeah. depends but on you, how much you, of a gamble. But you want to buy at the bottom. You, <laughs> yeah, you don't yeah. want to buy, and the next day find out you've got yeah. only eighty percent of your investment. Yeah, either, you it's know? still going down. Yeah, yeah. So it's a troublesome. T- yeah, well, it's gambling. Oh, it is definitely. Yeah. So, by the way, that battery I was talking about the the portable charger. I found another company. I don't know. I don't know the company. Can't vouch for them. Don't have the op device, but has the uh, built-in cable for both Lightning and USB C for families that are in transition away from Lightning. <laughs> Yeah. So if you still need a lightning connector, and then there are some others that also just have USB-C, so, but still have the little phone or the little uh, charger for your watch. So yeah. I just like that idea to be able to, while you're out somewhere, also charge up your watch if you need to without having to carry a gaggle of cables around behind you. Yeah, so no, that, that, that'd be cool. You know, and, and granted, the watch usually you know gets through and you know unless it's an older one the battery on the watch will get you through a day without any trouble uh it, it depends up also like you know if you've got if you if you've got it uh tracking exercise that kind of thing that'll drain the battery a lot quicker yeah you know yeah. like if you're working out so like if you wear it to the gym um you know and have it running tracking your heart rate and stuff while you're working out and then you know, shut it off. You'll find that it's dropped quite a bit in, in, in you know, remaining power compared to just walking around during the day. Yeah. So, like a lot well, of things, you know, it depends on how you use it. Yep. Yep. So, but yeah, the whole thing with with uh, Apple and the and the batteries from China is, you know, and, well, and Tesla too. You know, I mean, Tesla is re- reliant on on. A lot of materials from China for their batteries. So, you know, the, the, the battery conundrum has become that China has sort of become the, the choke point for creating the needed batteries for today's wire, you know, uh, unplugged electronics worldwide. And so yeah. they, they hold that over everybody. And I know the whole world is like trying to second source that. But right now, that's what you got because it, you can't flip a switch. That there's a lot of infrastructure that has to be built in order to have another source. Well, and and because uh, we can all read the news, everybody by now I'm pretty sure is aware of the uh, of the low car sales and uh, the impacts of that this last year mm-hmm. and the projections of even worse uh, stuff to come early this year. So yeah. how early and you know how much is is, is the gamble, but. Uh, so anything that uses batteries uh, is kind of part of the problem. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 And there's not an. So e- therefore, it's not, not surprising. Right. Yeah. In fact, you, I'm sorry. You said right to something, but. Yeah. No, I was just agreeing with you. And then, and then you stopped talking. Oh, any, anyhow, uh, I got this, uh, this article next it says that uh, Apple's production uh, for February's launch I thought it was going to be a March launch until I saw this uh, yeah. on the uh, on the vision pro I've been reading uh, more and more about it coming sooner and sooner so I think it's gonna be here sooner than later excuse me sooner than later 
Yeah, I don't know where they're producing them, but they're trying to get them out to all the software companies, basically, this first mm-hmm. batch, because they're still way overpriced for the average consumer. Yeah. Unless, unless you're one of these people that just got to have it, you know, and don't care mm-hmm. about it. You know, I mm-hmm. was thinking about maybe doing something like that, but I'm saying, no, nah, it's not that important. I, yeah. I'm now more interested in the $31 uh, 3D thing first, you know? Yeah. Well, I have one, and, um, and I, you know, there's some there's some split screen 3D apps that you can put on you know download from the app store that'll you know like put you on a virtual roller coaster and stuff and those are fun um, mm-hmm. but there's not been anything I've not actively tried to like look into like taking my own 3D photos and saving those for viewing on that I, it's something I think I'm going to do because uh, it's, well, it's it, a neat it, effect you know yeah, you forget I, how fun it was till till you see it and then you go like oh yeah i remember what what the viewmaster was like that was awesome yeah but that was also photos too and if it's be preferable if you could get a way to produce your own videos right you know? yeah and and i mean it's trivial to i say trivial but i mean it's if there's an app that does photos it probably shoots video as well you know it's not that yeah. hard to do um yeah because so. the 3d there is, is far above Viewmaster, you know. Oh I yeah, mean, yeah. The 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 quality that you can get and the sharpness you're going to get and the well and the fact that you can get it from a device you're carrying around in your pocket all day is just shocking. Right. You know, <laughs> that's it is. It, it really is. Yeah, it's been years since I've looked at a Viewmaster because I didn't buy one and my folks had it and all the reels and I just you mm-hmm. know thought well that's old technology <laughs> I don't yeah. want to buy. I was I was telling you that you know recently I was uh at the this this past summer I was at the Grand Canyon twice and uh uh in one of the gift shops I saw it's the first time I've seen them in ages but they had a little packet of Viewmaster discs that you could still buy that oh, yeah. were professional oh, yeah. photos of the Grand Canyon so you can go home and stick in your Viewmaster um yep. now they didn't sell a Viewmaster there so they're assuming you have a Viewmaster somewhere but yeah, I, I assume you can buy them still, but I don't know. I just did a quick search on Amazon, and sure enough, you can get a Viewmaster. How much? Uh, let's see. There's one here. Oh, a a 3D viewer. It's not the Viewmaster brand. Is twenty three ninety six, but an actual Viewmaster, you know, name brand Viewmaster is fourteen dollars, fifteen dollars. Huh. Yeah. Shoot. Half the price of a, of the electronic version. Yeah, yeah. No video here, though. These are all just. Uh, That's right. That's right. Yeah, but yeah, they've got a whole bunch of different like knockoff brands that make the same kind of viewer, you know, and you they they're disc you know, use the same disc, so they're compatible. Sure. So. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then you can even buy ViewMaster packs. Like, there's one that's a 3D. Um, uh, under under the sea, marine life. So yeah. you know, sharks well, and sea urchins. Well, and well, all of those are professionally done too. So they're sure. really good pictures. You know, yeah, that was the thing about the Viewmasters. Not only was it 3D, but you're right; they were always really well done photos. You know, like here's one you can buy a pack for 15 bucks. That's Death Valley National Monument, and yeah. and you know those are all just wonderful panoramic shots. Uh, yeah. a, a Hearst Castle, you know. Yeah. Um, so they've, and that's the thing that I always thought was cool about it too, because you could go buy these packs at a, um, uh, you know, well, at, at a lot of national parks. It was just, you yeah. know, that, that's what my folks did. So most of our vacationing was in Colorado, New Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, Arizona, those kind of places, you know, right. And so, yeah, we yeah. had, uh, 
Well, and, and, and you know, the the quality of a camera that most families could afford back in that time wasn't wasn't a super great camera to begin with, and it wasn't 3D. And you're well, not a professional photographer, and so you know, buying the ViewMaster gave you well, you know professional photos that were 3D that were just you know well done. Well, and and I don't believe ViewMaster ever did black and white, and so a lot of the cameras in those days were still black and white. Yeah, because that was the film you could afford. I mean, they could, you could put color film in any yeah. camera, but it was it cost a lot right. more, and then processing cost a lot more. I mean, color photo, you know, we yeah. take it for granted now that you can snap a thousand photos, but used to you'd buy a roll of film for ten bucks, you'd get twenty four yeah. photos, and then you'd have to go spend another twenty bucks to get it processed. You know, and 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 so you wouldn't know for a week what you had, and and it cost you you know thirty dollars by the time you're done. Yeah, to to me that was what really made the iPhone a big thing when it first came out because it was the first time you could just shoot shoot your own nice quality color uh, pictures, and they weren't even today's quality. You know, not, not even close. Yeah, because the, the the screens weren't that good. Yeah, well, I being in photography had a you know uh, digital uh, SLR DSLR that so I was taking digital mm-hmm. photos you know early and and I had smaller digital cameras, but the earlier digital cameras, like you said, were not great quality. Uh, and if you wanted great quality, then you had to get the digital you know the DSLRs, which were bigger, bulkier, and quite a bit more expensive. You know, and then you needed different kinds of lenses for different shots, and so yeah. you know, most people weren't going to put their investment in that. You know, that was there were lots of just step by step transitions over that period of years. You know, yeah. So, so today we we just take it for granted that everything is hunky dory. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, in fact, in fact, you wonder if improvements are really significant anymore. You, you know, as they come right. out. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny you think that and that's what we, you know, uh, I had thought because I I remember as each device comes out, right? And yeah. I had an iPhone 11 Pro and I remember the quality of the pictures in the iPhone 11 Pro were just significantly better than what I had had before. And yeah. and I had handed that down to one of my daughters. And she was looking at the quality of the pictures she was getting versus the quality of pictures I was getting when we were on vacation together this summer. And she's like, your ca- your camera is so much better. It's take, you know, you're just, the pictures look better. And so that's why when she was visiting uh, this, this last week, one of the things we did was go to the Apple store and she got herself a, a new phone because she likes photography and the, yeah. <laughs> and, and, the, and, you know, the, she was using an iPhone 11 and the iPhone 15 is, that's a four year old phone. And, the, and it was, you know, we, we literally did some side by side shots and it was like, it was night and day. It was just, it was yeah. absolutely had, it has improved, you know, and, well, and if you, have if you'd asked 11? me, yeah, she had an 11 pro and she was comparing it to a 15 pro and yeah. just the clarity, the sharpness, the, the, the overall image quality was significantly better. You know, and I don't think a lot of that was necessarily lensing. I think a lot of that was the, you know, as Apple likes to say, machine learning uh, as opposed to AI. But, you know, it's the processing of the image inside inside the device. So it was, um, yeah, I mean, it was noticeably different, you know, especially in difficult lighting conditions. It was it was night and day. And so, you know, if you're if you're not in a well lit spot. You know, anybody could look at the two photos and go, yeah, that one looks better. Yeah. You know, I mean, when it, when it's really perfectly well lit, then it's, then it's, there's less of a difference. But even then you could say, well, that one's sharper and has better contrast. And 
So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and when and when she, when both my daughters brought up that, well, you know, our phones don't take as good of pictures as yours. I was like, well, that's a really good camera, you know. I mean, I was gonna, I wasn't gonna try to argue that the, you know, four year newer camera wasn't better, but that's a really good camera. But when I actually started looking at them side by side, it was like, oh, it's not just. I mean, it, it it's by today's standards, that's not a good camera, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it was a good camera four years ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, I've got one kind of uh, somebody's prediction here, thinking that in 2024 uh, that Apple is going to somehow spotlight Apple Vision Pro, AirPods, and Apple Watch. Uh, and uh, the uh, M- M- Daily, MD- MDN, Mac Daily News, mm-hmm. uh, says, poo-poo that and says, Forget it. It's the iPhone. It's the star and always will be. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to go so far as to say always will be, but yeah, it is yeah. for now. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, anyway, the, the watch has kind of gotten off to a, a bit of a, a slow start here. <laughs> They've been kind of wobbly, but well, but I think Apple handled it absolutely perfectly in terms of what's best for Apple. In, yeah. in, you know, going into the holidays, they 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 lost that case and had to stop selling the Apple Watch the day before Christmas. So they've already sold everything they're going to sell through the Christmas sales, right? Or the day yep. after Christmas, and then the very next day they got a, a stay of that and started selling them again. So they missed one day, and it was after Christmas sales. So yeah. so they didn't really lose much of anything. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, it remains to be seen. You know what? What will happen in the courts and whether they end up paying licensing fees to Massimo for the, for the, um, uh, pulse oxygen sensor that they're, that they're using in their, in their devices. But, uh, uh, yeah, and, and, uh, I, th- I think the Vision Pro is only going to, uh, maybe by the end of the year have a lower cost version of it. And we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But, you know, that, I'm not even sure we'll see it by the end of the year. I think it might be a year after the launch of the first one before we Could see be. a, a yeah. second one. And then, you know, they'll have a vision. Well, they've got the Apple, you know, Apple Vision and the Apple Vision Pro. So will, yeah. we, will we have an Apple Vision? I think by the fact that they've called this Pro, that sort of implies that there'll be a non-Pro, sort of like the the the, the phones, yeah. right? Right. Just how much do you take off of it, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to do anything that's going to detract from the the visual quality. Um, but from what we've read about the production of those screens, the Sony screens that are inside there, they can't produce those in a high volume right now. And so, you know, they're going to sell all of them that they can make, but they're going to go, like you said, to software developers and, and uh, people who are willing to cough up $3,500. Although I heard yeah. an interesting comment by a software developer. He said, you know, I make software for an iPhone. There's literally, you know, like a billion iPhones out there. Why would I then spend lots of time and effort adapting my app to run on something that in the first year, maybe if I'm lucky, we'll have the opportunity to reach a million people. And then how many of those million actually want my software, you know? And so he says, you know, I'm looking at a subset of that. It's yeah, a pretty, it, pretty small it, market for, for a developer right now. Yep. You know, and the price. Yeah, it, it's going to grow slower. Right. And, and and that's because the price point forces them to go slower. Yep. You know, there's just not everybody's going to jump into a $3,500 anything right away. Yeah. You know, there'll be yeah. a f- and, 
there'll be a and, few. And, and the AirPods, I'm not just sure what they're going to do with that that makes them any better than the uh, current AirPods Pro. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I, I, you know, much like the photos, is it going to be well? It's just going to sound even better, you know. Yeah. I think they sound yeah. pretty darn good now, but you know, four years from now, if we look back at the ones we have now, are we going to be like the iPhone photos and go, well, it was good then, but it's not good by today's standards? Maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. You know, yeah. I've got, uh, you know, four four years from now, our ears are going to be four years older. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I may not be able to hear the difference. Well, I have an alternate. I can go directly to my hearing aids, which is what right. I do, except when I'm in bed. And then my hearing aids, uh, I can't sleep on one side, on my head on the side because right. they're, they're harder and they don't uh, conform to. Uh, right. So anyway, I do put my AirPods in and I use them then. Right. I do have I do have a pair of the uh, 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 Air. Not they're not the AirPods, but the other company that Apple bought. Uh, oh, Beats. Uh, Beats, uh, that I do occasionally wear out yeah. in the dining dining room uh, while I'm just reading yeah. or whatever. One of my daughters has a pair of the Beats Pro, and they've got like a little wing that kind of holds them in your ear better. And That's- she teaches a spinning class, sort of as a, a sideline. She was taking spinning classes, and she said, "You know what?" Why don't I get paid to do this instead of somebody else? And that way I still get the exercise and then I have to be there. So there's no excuses, right? So, <laughs> so she, she figured out how to do it and she signed up and she's teaching spinning classes at a YMCA and now she gets paid to exercise instead of, you know, paying yeah. somebody else. And, and, uh, yeah, she's, she, she's smart that way. And, uh, and so she liked the beats because they stayed in her ears better while she was doing that because she's, you know, moving around on the seat while she's, and, and they do the have a better base. Yeah, and that's something that they traditionally do have. Yeah, I've I've listened to hers and and uh you know, she let me pop one in my ear just to see how it holds in there. And the little bit of yeah, pressure yeah. in your ear which might bother some people, you know, the way it yeah. kind of clips in, but uh um Now now when I say better uh base, uh I don't mean necessarily the the better copy of the base. It's, it's just that like, kids especially like yeah. more boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's basier sounding. Box, yeah, basier. Well, especially for something as small as as, as an earbud, that's sometimes hard to hard reproduce to good bass. And yeah. so, you know, if that's something you like, the Beats do tend to be a little bit more bass heavy. And something that that's, peop- that's why Apple bought them because they were really competitive with AirPods. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, and the uh well, Apple bought them because that's where they got their streaming music service from. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. So the uh the other thing now we're coming up on is the business of uh the low tech overcoming uh, thieves wanting to get your passwords and bank accounts. And by low tech, they're just talking about people looking over your shoulder and and the yeah. users not being careful. So Apple has come come along with a stolen mechanism uh, that sort of counters some of that. Yeah, uh, and I'm, yeah, that'll come out in it, in uh, it, iOS seventeen three. So it's not out yet, but uh, yeah. it it basically says that you can designate a spot as your home and your work, and if you're not in one of those spaces and you try to change your Apple ID, it says okay, you can change it in an hour. And so it just puts a pause yeah. in there, and that hopefully within that hour you uh-huh. would recognize that you've lost your phone and somebody else has it, and then you could lock the phone. 
and uh, that stops them from they can get into your phone, but they then can't go in and change your Apple ID because that was the the horror of that was people they were stealing the phone and immediately changing your Apple ID, and once they change your Apple ID, you can't get into your, you can't get into your iCloud account anymore, so you don't get you all of your photos are gone, everything yeah. is gone, you know all of the confirmation stuff that that you could get yeah. to now goes to them. So, yeah. yeah, that was scary. So that makes it a little bit easier. It was funny. The, the, uh, one of the two ladies that, uh, broke that story about people, especially in bars, getting, uh, uh, getting yeah. their phones stolen like that, uh, went to one of the guys who had been convicted of doing that after he had gotten out and said, you know, and talked to him and said, well, I, you know, can you show me how, how is it you did that? I mean, how could you get people's phone numbers? And he said, it's so much easier than you think. He goes, and so he demonstrated, and so they went into a, a bar, and they're hanging out, and he's a nice, personable guy, and they get to talking, and he, he sort of leads the conversation towards, you know, taking a picture, and so he offers to take a picture of somebody. They hand him his phone. He then clicks the buttons to lock the phone and says, oh, I'm sorry, I, it accidentally locked. What's your password? And they just gave it to him. <laughs> he didn't have to look oh. over any shoulder or anything. He said 90% of the people, when he did that, just gave him the password. So all I had to do is just remember what they gave him, and then they would steal the phone later, or his partner would steal the phone later, you know, and then they could immediately unlock it, go in and change the iCloud account, and it was theirs. (laughs) It just goes, oh, your phone locked. What's your password? Yeah. And they go like, yeah, what's your password? (laughs) And they just gave it to him. That's amazing. Yeah. But if they have thought of the consequences, that's the important point is yeah. they don't, didn't think of the fact they can lose everything. Right. Nobody, well, I don't think anybody really realized that until this story broke. It was like, oh, yeah, just unlock my phone. You know, I'm this, this is a stranger. He's never going to see me again, never going to see my phone. So, you know, it's no big deal. It's not really a big risk, right? Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like never you share your password. Never share your password. Yeah. Right. yeah. 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 No, that was, but it was hilarious when, when, I mean, sad, but hilarious when, when I read that. It's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> he just said, what's your password? And most people just gave it to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it sounds like Apple's doing a little hype to try to get people ready for their Vision Pro. I'm sure they're aggressively trying to line up the various applications they'd like to have from them because uh, Apple kind of spoon feeds these people and it's just that's what this article is about is to mm-hmm. basically uh, get what they want you know right yeah well apparently it's, they've it's, been they've been sending out lots of notifications to developers who are working on vision pro apps saying get ready it's coming Right. Yeah. Get re- you know, get your right. app ready to release. If you want to be there on day one, you better get going. So yeah, yeah, and and it's 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 going to it's because of its expense. Maybe they're even giving them a break on the price if they want something bad enough. You know. Yeah. 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 Well, if, they, if, they, like, they have... if you if you want to show my top product at your showcase, you just give me the damn phone, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the, not the phone, the Vision Pro. Yeah, I, I, I know that what they've done is they've set up uh, in, in on both coasts and both north and south. So they've got several different places. They've got developer centers. And a developer can come in, load the software that they've been working on in the simulator into an actual Vision Pro and see how it works in the Vision Pro. 
Um, and so if you're a developer and you've got an idea for something you want to run in the Vision Pro and you're working on an app, you can do it in the development kit with a simulator, but that's just not the same as putting, you know, it in the, the actual Vision Pro environment. And so you yeah. can, you can sign up and go test it on an actual headset somewhere. Yeah. So. Yeah. Of course, you have to sign a non-disclosure that says that you cannot do anything to characterize the 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 event or talk about it in any way. Anything that you see or do here, you know, <laughs> Apple locks you yeah. down. Yeah, well, it's it's mutual beneficial relationship usually with these developers. So yeah, you know. yeah, but Apple doesn't want them to pre-announce something that they happen to see while they're there that Apple hasn't talked about yet. Right. That's right. So, absolutely. So you absolutely. So that's, that's that's part of being a good good friend. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. I remember yeah. years ago I was working for a newspaper chain, and uh, Apple had um, was working on a new product, and we all flew to Cupertino, and I got to go to uh, to um, uh, Infinite Loop, which was their headquarters at that time, mm-hmm. and they ushered us into a. Uh, conference room and everybody who was there had to sign a non-disclosure agreement um and i'll disclose it now because the device was released and then canceled so and and, well over two decades ago so it doesn't exist anymore and that was Mm -hmm. i saw a pre-release version and had them demo the apple newton the handheld computer and the Uh, newspaper chain that i worked for was looking at using those as a way for reporters to take notes when they were out in the field and then they could transmit those notes electronically back into the office and so um uh we i got to see pre-release versions of the newton software and hardware and uh and then they released it about a month later and we did pilot using those as as reporters notebooks uh, and reporters pretty much universally said yuck because uh, the handwriting recognition wasn't ready for prime time. Yep. Well, at this point, uh, you know, you, you can uh, take photos with them that are important to news organizations as well as uh, just recorded audio, uh, which can very easily be converted. Oh, the, the, the problem has been solved today. Yeah, there's yeah. no no problem at all. But at that time... They yeah. were pushing the envelope of what the hardware and software could do, and they were just a little ahead of what they what they really could do uh, yeah. to get it out the door. And then um, after it had been out for, I don't know, maybe one – I think they'd gotten one year's worth of revisions on it. Then the Palm yeah. Pilot came out, and the Palm Pilot was a third the size and had better – you had to write in the graffiti method, so it wasn't just handwriting – but it was so much better in terms of recognizing what you wrote with the little yeah. stylus. Sure. It just blew them out of the water. And it ran yeah. on, you know, and the, the, the pilot ran on uh, a couple AAA batteries or AA batteries and, and, and just fit, it literally fit in your pocket. And the, the Newton is the size of a, uh, of a VHS cassette tape for those who knew that, you know, so it was like eight inches by an inch thick and five inches wide. You know, it's more than you mm-hmm. can stick in your pocket and carry around. So, it's like a big iPhone today, huh? So, yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, yeah, we've kind of come full circle, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Went from nice, small, pocketable to, hey, let's make it bigger so we get more screens so that it now doesn't fit anywhere. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know my wife and daughters complain about it because they go, women's pants don't have pockets that hold anything. And so you have to put it in a purse. And they say, I don't like carrying a purse. So. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, the the big nemesis from for 2014 is going to be what happens in the AI world. And I've got three things here listed. Mm-hmm. That some some real pluses, but there's some definite minuses. Did you say 2013, 2014? I guess you did. I meant 2023. <laughs> I was like, you jumped, you jumped back a decade. You well, know, I was, sure I was talking to somebody yesterday and they did the same thing. <laughs> it's, you know, it's funny. It's, and isn't it weird? It's right. like, it's not like you're jumping back a year. You're, you're dropping the other that, digit. That's yeah. right. That's weird. Isn't that I, I didn't say that though. You did. Yeah. I know, yeah it's I like, I, I kind of did a double take and I said, did you just say 2013, 2014? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I probably wouldn't have even caught it if you had. Oh, mentioned it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny is I'm usually pretty good for the first month or two. It's usually somewhere like in March when I start saying the wrong year again. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. It's funny <laughs> how my brain works, but every year I'm fine in January, February. Cause I'm like thinking about like, okay, we're in a new year. And then suddenly I'll hit like March and I'll kind of like, not be paying attention to it anymore and my brain will just slip right back into you know previous yeah. years but it's not always the like when i when i screw up it's not always like the previous year like march of Whoa. this year i won't start saying 2023 i'll start saying like 2021 <laughs> you know? <Uh-oh>. like, it just <laughs> makes no sense at all so yeah. anyway ai yeah uh some of the stuff is kind of weird uh one is uh the first one has to do with uh Pictures, the photos that uh, are, we all value in our library, mm-hmm. and they currently come with some additional information, like you know, location uh, that it was taken, but not necessarily all of them. Right. Uh, well, and you can always take that data out if you want to. Yeah. But uh, Facebook but for a long is, time has been doing what you're talking about, though. Yeah. But uh, you know, now, like the picture they gave here as an example, you're just looking out as a scene but it's got some mountains in the background mm-hmm. and mountains kind of have distinctive characteristics that, that uh, if you wanted to map all of them and put them in a database some mm-hmm. you could probably uh, search that database and catch these mountains at a certain angle and say ah I can do some uh, yeah, scaling I know, based I know on where distance. that photo was taken yeah yeah. so uh, uh, reclaim it just from the picture itself sure iconic mountains buildings um you know there's there's certain symbols or logos that can tell you where you're at and but but you see but you see this is ai doing it so they're Mm -hmm. actually letting the software do that lookup of the of the similarities in photos uh through the ai's uh, the eyes of the data mining you know yeah. So even if you if you've stripped out your um, uh, EXIF information from the digital image, so that you don't have your location in the in the image, they can still figure out where you were ta- where the photo was taken. Yeah. And, and and well, and obviously with face recognition, they can tell who it was and who was in the image, and all that information is is you know readily available just by looking at the digital image. Yeah. 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 And. And maybe even the time of day, I see a shadows from these trees that are across the path yeah. here. Yeah, time of day and probably time of year too, at least seasonally. And 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 that shadow image also, you can project and uh, that's just a certain angle across the path. You know, if you, yeah. So there's just a more information in a picture than you can imagine that uh, you don't even think about. Right. Well, I know there's been anecdotal commentary about like in a picture you have, you know, like at your house, there's products sitting that, you know, they see like a house plant or something. And then suddenly you start getting ads for you know, like plant food and things like that. 
um, yeah. that, that, that they've been, that, that the folks at <laughs> Facebook are scrubbing those photos and already have technology that does that to some extent because they, if they can gather information about you that they can then use to sell to somebody who then wants to sell you products, they can identify things like, you know, if, if there's a, if, if you've got pets in your feed, they're going, you, you, there's a chance you're going to get ads from Chewy that sells dog food and cat food online, you yeah. know? Yeah. And the, and the next one has to do with people either taking pictures or painting images or whatever. Uh, and, uh, then since they're basically online for lots of people, uh, or they post them intentionally because they're trying to sell their artwork, uh, yeah. AI people can pull those up and uh, and then use those as uh, input material for uh, automated uh, image that they didn't really create right. uh, all the background for. So they're basically stealing uh, certain right. aspects of your well, creation. And, and so some artists are going in and taking photos, but then changing the photos so that it's not a real image, so that if they see it pop up somewhere, they know it's one that they created, that they customly made. And yeah. and so they're gaming the system and saying, "Hey, you're yeah. using my copyrighted image. You can't do that." Actually, you know the um, uh, one of the the companies. I don't know whether it was uh, Getty Images or Stock Photo or something like that. Is currently got a court case pending against one of the AIs saying that um, uh, it's you know y- you can't use my data to train your system. But the way they're phrasing it is, you can't use your data. You, you can't then resell my data. I think it was actually the New York Times was saying that with certain prompts, we can get the AI, the chat GPT AI, to to regurgitate our stories. And it's like, you cannot charge people and make money off of reposting our stories without compensating us. Mm-hmm. And and so, like, they would put in a prompt saying, you know, the, here's the first three lines of a, of a story. What's the rest of the story? And so then it would go in and basically give them the the New York Times story, and and ChatGPT is charging for access, and they're saying, well, you're charging to make money to republish my story, and that's illegal, you know, because right now there's not really any laws specific to AI, but there are yeah. laws saying you're not allowed to post other people's copyrighted material, yeah, and the and they're they're proving that the the AI is doing that. So, yeah. so yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of legal issues around AI that have yet to be resolved, but I think that the, the point that the New York times was making is pretty straightforward. It's like, you know, if I can sure. type a prompt into your chat box and get copyrighted material that doesn't belong to you and you are charging me for access to it, then you're making money off of posting my, you know, my information, my stuff. Yeah. Yep. You know, I paid somebody to write that. <laughs> you didn't. Yep. But but then the, in the health business, uh, there's a real positive uh, use for it that you show as an example here, diagnosing uh, childhood autism by looking at their eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently they find at least 100% accuracy, they say. This is what they're now claiming, yeah. Now that's with uh, using... Uh, doctors' opinions of what this right you know, diagnosis yeah. would be. Uh, so uh, I often wonder what what's the gold uh, the golden standard, you know, right. for 
getting it right. You know? Well, the problem is, is that, you know, they're talking about autism and autism has, you know, it's not like there's a blood test that says you're autistic. There's certain characteristics that you display that then a doctor will diagnose as autism. And, and it's a spectrum of these things. So you, you know, you can, you can be at one end where you, there's hardly any outward facing, uh, data on which to base a diagnosis and then there's the other end where it's it's you, you know you hit every mark on the box right you know all the boxes on the on the diagnosis chart so it's 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 always going to boil down to some some um you know a diagnosis and opinion based on on essentially behavioralist stuff um i have a we, we have a family member who's a behavioral therapist and and i shared this article with her and she said that that it's you know the it has long been one of the diagnosis techniques to do eye tracking. How does, you know, a, a person who, who has uh, autism, you know, when they're in a room with people and you're having a conversation with them, where are their eyes going when they're talking to you? And, you know, there's a, a standard for most people is that the eyes look at the other person's eyes and with autistic people, they don't. They look at the mouth. They look at the forehead. They look at the floor. You know, they're they've got different um, uh, eye movements when engaged. Yeah. So. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and so I think this is just you know using the AI to do the same kind of thing. Yep. Yep. So. Well, anyway, there's there's lots of uh, interesting data that can be collected for uh, various illnesses and uh, and it ultimately ends up in a database the doctor studies and comes to a conclusion on and sure I'm sure that uh, a lot of the diagnostic part of medicine is going to at least work with the aid of AI I uh, agree as a as another input to the doctors the doctors yeah. will still be there but uh, yeah it'll it'll be uh, developing these databases and, and furthering our knowledge of what really uh, matters, you know? right? Well, and I can see somewhere in the in the distant future where it might be fully automated. But you're right. And initially, for and for quite a long time, it's going to be a diagnostic tool used by a doctor. And because you know, it will be able to use the full breadth of possible diagnoses. We're probably going to see people get diagnosed with things that the doctor might have missed. Uh, you know, and, and Dr. A might have caught it, Dr. B might not have, just because it's, you know, that's the nature of, of human beings. And so, um, yeah. um, I think it's going to be a huge benefit to mankind ultimately. Um, but it's, you know, it's, we'll ease into it with baby steps. I don't think anybody's going to be like, uh, anytime soon going online to the AI and self reporting their, their symptoms and letting the AI tell them what to do. Um, no, no, I mean, it's not going to work that way. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I mean, it might get to that point at some point someday, but that's not anything that's going to be in the foreseeable future, you know, well, especially yeah. if it's going to require any kind of procedure or prescription medications that where nobody's going to trust that the AI has got that that's yet. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Certainly not yet. But, uh, but you know, it's one of those sci-fi type futures that you can see, you can see that happening at some point, yep. you know? Yep. You, you go to the auto doc and it it looks you over and said, "Okay, here's what you need to do." Right, right. So anyway, uh, 
AI is going to be a long-term development, but uh, yeah. it'll be interesting to see all of the, the new announcements and mm-hmm. discoveries, maybe, that are coming out in the years ahead. You know. Yeah, you know, in a, in a sense too, I almost uh, I wish they would quit using the term artificial intelligence because what we're talking about right now is large language models. You know, and so what you're doing is yeah. it's, it's a it's a large language model database that that is making comparisons between input information and this large database that's been collected that it, right. so you know we say it's learned on but learned on just means it takes it and categorizes it so that it can then recall right you know and make and make word associations and that's all it's doing is making word associations now right. you know maybe ultimately what we call intelligence really turns out to be nothing more than us making word associations we think we're smart but we're really not we're just making word associations but yeah that's uh, how we that's how we work <laughs> yeah but uh but you know it, it, it's a very limited, specific type of AI. It's not like a separate general thinking machine. It's it's a large language model database with word associations. Uh, that doesn't mean does not to downplay the amazing things that we can do with it, like we just talked about. But you know, it's it's not a computer that's going to start making decisions about how it's going to take over the world and wipe out mankind. But they are using it to categorize uh, art. Mm-hmm. You know. And other things that aren't wordy, right? So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, like we were saying, to to be able to look at images and and know where it's at and when it was done and and who was in it, you know. So there's patterns. It's a pattern recognition kind of a system. Yeah, that that's part of it as well. Yeah, you know, and you know, Apple as well as others are building hardware specific to support that kind of capability in their devices. So we'll see more and more of it as time goes by. Yeah. So you had an article that you found in Fortune. Or I guess I found it in Fortune. You found it. I yeah. found it. Yeah. About uh, uh, nobody. It's titled "Nobody Wants to Buy Used EVs," and they're piling up in weed-infested graveyards. And then they show a picture of a bunch of them sitting with like vines and stuff growing over them. Uh, yeah. When you actually read the article, you find out this is in China. And yeah. the thing is, is that a used EV costs almost as much as a new EV, and nobody wants a, a device that has a uh, a device, but a, nobody wants a car that has a battery that costs two-thirds of the cost of the car that's going to crap out fairly soon for almost the same cost as a new one. So, yeah, <laughs> nobody wants yeah. to use EV. <laughs> yeah. yeah, surprise. Yeah. We've all had experiences with, with you know, the batteries in our phones and our laptops and how they get bad over time. So I think everybody's understandably cautious about a used car when it's basically a giant battery. But if they just recognize that and they replace the battery, then the question is, does the car look old? Because it's, you know, not. Yeah, it's a stylistic thing, right? Yeah, old yeah. ones. And, and and how much uh, cost will decline because of that, you know, yeah. to make it, whether it's worth it or not. Right. Well, and let's face it, too. A lot of electric car purchases, um, a part of the appeal for a lot of people is the virtue signaling of, hey, this car looks different than other cars, so people will know that I'm driving in an electric car. Right. I mean, that was a big selling point of the initial Prius and was very specifically designed that way by Toyota. They wanted the Prius to look different than other cars on the road so that when people saw one, they knew that that person was driving a Prius, a hybrid. They were being eco-friendly, you know, and people who bought Uh them wanted that. That was part of the appeal was that I will people will know I'm driving a Prius. 
You know, yeah. now that they've sort of become u- uh, uh, ubiquitous, it's it's less of an issue with the Priuses yeah. anyway. And, and as you note, if you've no, if you may notice, if you look at more modern Priuses, they look a lot more like other Toyotas. They don't; they're not as uniquely different in their in their visual styling as they used to be. Yeah. Well, they changed it pretty dramatically this year too, because they got the plug-in hybrids now. Right. Well, they've had the plug-in hybrids for a while, but it's. But I think that you know the 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 there's so many hybrids around anymore that the Prius is you know, I mean for Toyota it's it's always a Toyota always will has always at least at this point marketed the Prius as their most ultimate high end, not high end in terms of luxury, but high end in terms of like gas use the the economy. Uh, a hybrid, but you can get a hybrid, you know, SUV, a hybrid Corolla, a hybrid uh, uh, Camry. I mean, basically, they have a hybrid version of just about everything. But you're right; they're they're now starting to push the plug-in hybrids a little bit more. So it's a hybrid with a little bit bigger battery, so that you can run all electric for your like around town driving. Yeah, yeah, which I think is actually kind of appealing. I th- I think that that's more appealing to me than an all electric vehicle, to be honest. Oh. By by all means, I I yeah. wouldn't even uh, I, I wouldn't mm. even shop for an EV, a uh, battery EV. Yeah, I I I I'm interested in you know if I thought I'd live long enough, I might buy another car someday. But yeah, uh, it it would definitely be a hybrid if, if I were going that way. Yeah, I coach with a young lady who drives. I think it's a, a Hyundai uh, plug-in hybrid. And, mm-hmm. uh, and she, you know, she gets to and from school and to and from work, mostly on electric. Um, uh, but you know, if there's a problem with, if, if the electric, if she runs out of electric, cause it's not, it's, she, I don't, I don't think she has, you know, more than about 35, 40 miles on that. Uh, then it, you know, it just seamlessly switches over to gas and, you know, it, and it does regenerative braking and stuff to charge up the batteries as well. So, mm-hmm. you know. Well, uh, I'm sure it would save me because I, I'm sure I could go. Uh, I, I don't drive ten thousand miles a year anymore. <laughs> right? You yeah. Know? I mean, you know, you going back and forth to the grocery store and church is like you'd probably never have the engine kick on. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I actually remember reading an article early on about like there's. I think it's the i3 that BMW did that was a, a plug-in electric, uh-huh. and they were warning people who were buying them. That um, uh, I think, well, you know what it was, I, it, you could get it with a backup engine on it. So it was it was meant to be like a, a town car, you know, driving around the town, battery full electric. But if you bought one of the models that had the electric, the gas engine, they were warning people that, you know, make sure that you check the gas engine out. Because a lot of cases, the gas has sat in there so long because they drove it around and never used the gas. Uh, yeah. And the oil that it's turned old. to sludge <laughs> and it's damaged the engine, and so you oh, have to geez. spend you have to spend you know thousands of dollars to get the engine cleaned out so that you can run it on gas if you need to, because yeah. they you know how so if you if you buy a a a, a, a plug in electric and it never uses the the gas engine, well gas engines don't do well when they sit for a long time. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it seems to me like if you had one of those cars, they should adjust the software so that uh, it kicks the engine on while you're driving, you know, at least for a little bit, always, you know, even if it just has it idle for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, next item on the list here is some, uh, well, Apple Vision related yeah. uh, item, Vir- Virtue XR glasses. Or Vitcher, 
bit tour, I guess. Hi. Yeah, uh, I don't know who makes it. It's 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 a uh, a small company be, that that is trying to do uh, sort of a virtual version of VR, but only with built into your eyeglasses, basically. You yeah, know, which well, is sort of I, everybody's dream, right? You, nobody wants to walk around with a big, you know, ski goggle thing on their face. Yeah. Uh, but to this point, I mean, right now Apple's setup st- is, you know, is as big as it is going to be, still has a separate battery that you have to use, right? That plugs yeah. in. Um, yeah. Well, the main thing they make, point they made in the this article I'm looking at is it's with inconspicuous design, adjustable uh-huh. focus controls, and a handy lens dimming button. Yeah. So, uh, and it's $440, basically. Uh, clear, bright display, pluses, lens dim with touch of a button, comfortable fit, and stink, uh, stealthy design. But it's cons, modest field of view, and no real AR features. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyway. Yeah. Connects, so, that was the key sentence right there. No real <laughs> AR features. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no boxes appearing in front of your face unless you. Uh, yeah, unless you're in a in a uh, uh, warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's interesting the kinds of things that are getting attention now that you before the uh, Apple thing you wouldn't have heard of. Yeah. So. Yeah, because everybody's sort of thinking about it. Yeah, a lot of these little companies are coming out of the weeds, and they're and of course they're going to call them, you know, things like XR, and you yeah. know, which is not AR. <laughs> what is XR? Well, X is later than A, so it must be better, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I think a lot of that is, uh, you know, so, mumbo jumbo anyway, at this point. Market, marketing speak. And at the bottom of the page, they got a Sony uh, station and MetaQuest and. Uh, other people in that same business. Yeah, yeah. There's there's quite a few, quite a few people out there trying to pitch something that is a subset of what we all want eventually, right? Yeah. You know, there, there, there's easy things. I mean, you know, Bose had a deal with with Ray Ban for a while where you could buy Bose sunglasses that put what they called uh, uh, um, virtual audio, yeah. and basically just had little speakers built into the overly thick part of the the glasses that laid by your ear you know to play music and and podcasts and stuff in your sunglasses yeah. but because they weren't right in your ear they were near your ear people standing next to you could hear them too right you know yeah. so so anyway uh and all of those things i mentioned come in price ranges you know up up to two thousand dollars so you know so mm-hmm. yeah so yeah Yep, you know, I think you know we're we're on the cusp of something. Don't jump into it too early and spend money on something that's going to disappoint you. Just wait till we have the wow product, and I think the yeah. Vision Pro is going to be that wow product. But even then, unless you've got money burning a hole in your pocket, you probably should wait till that becomes a little bit more affordable. Yeah, you know. Any, anyway, uh, I do have a Apple Burkdale Village uh, with an address, and it is the place that I thought it was originally. That doesn't look like an Apple store from the outside. Uh, but they did show an interior picture uh-huh. also with this thing. And uh, it looks like they have the routine tables and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just haven't been there yet. So 
Uh, yeah. I've got to come down and visit now because it's, uh, I, although I'm not sure they're really open. I, I expected a grand opening sometime, and through the holidays, it's probably not the time to do so it. So my daughter, who happens to live where you live and is flying, she's been visiting this week, said that it is open. It is open. Yes. She she has gone, I don't know if she's gone in, but she's gone by, and it, she said it is, has now opened. So you do, you do have an Apple store again. Because, yeah, for those who don't remember, your Apple store, which was a little bit further south from you, was apparently in a mall that has had a lot of problems, and so much so, and like shootings in the parking lot and stuff. And this is, you know, nowhere near your neighborhood, I mean, it was, but it was just that mall, for whatever reason, had a really bad rep. And Apple was concerned for their employees, and their employees were expressing concern. And so Apple just said, you know what? We're going to shut the store down. We're going to open another one in a little bit nicer area. In the meantime, you can all either work as online sales, or you can go to the Apple store on the south side of Charlotte and work there and get some hours. Uh, and now they have indeed opened up the new store. Yeah, so, they're open at ten till ten a.m. till nine p.m. Yeah, says in the thing. So, and sometimes you know it's nice to go to an Apple store. I mean, you know, generally, yeah. you and I and techie people don't necessarily need the Apple store, but it's also nice to just not have to wait for it to show up. You can go buy something and then go pick it up there. You know, yeah, um, yeah. that's what my daughter did when she upgraded her iPhone. You know, we bought it online and just said, we're going to pick it up at the Apple store. And we drove over there and walked in and, and they handed her the phone and, and then walked her through upgrading it. Uh, it was funny because about halfway through the process, I, she said, she said, did it take it this long for you to do this? And I said, no, I walked in and they handed me the phone and I said, okay, I'll take care of it myself and walked out. <laughs> and so yeah. She goes, you mean we could have just gone back home and done this? And I went, yeah. <laughs> You know, but um, but it went smooth. The transition, you know, the uh, the thing that always makes me a little nervous is that when you're transferring the the phone information from your SIM to the new phone. You know, yeah. if something's going to go wrong, that's when it's going to happen because that doesn't involve Apple. That involves your carrier. And so yeah. I'm always worried that something the carrier is going to screw something up. But last couple transitions have been fine. It's not like, you know, for me that I do something, you know, you don't do it that often. Yeah, Par- parking is a tough deal in that area, so oh. there is a parking lot across the street, but I would necessarily have to take my scooter along and, right. and drive it, and then I'm out there amongst too many vehicles and no easy access to right. get over the curb. That's the biggest issue. Right. You, oh, they, you don't know, have like, they don't have like uh, handicap corners that you can drive up and down easily? Uh, I don't know uh, specifically in this case. At the, yeah. Since Apple... this. The store is on a corner. Right. It, it, it might have a low spot there when yeah. to cross the street, but Said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on it. I, I don't, don't know how it is in North Carolina. I don't pay. I haven't paid attention to it in California. Almost every corner has it. I think it's required by law. The Disabilities Act in, Cal- in California is so there, there, every curb dips down so that you can roll up it with a, a wheeled uh, vehicle if you need to. So it's, uh, all yeah. of our curbs are handicap compatible. So anyway, yeah. because I have to get the scooter out, I, I, I limit, even even though I have a scooter and it lets me go places, I have to want to go there really bad. <laughs> right, yeah. Like like getting ice cream or something, you know? Yeah, it's important, important <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yes. save that for the important if they stuff. If ice cream, I'd be right over there. Yeah, well, maybe there's ice cream on the same block. <laughs> <laughs> it is a shopping mall for, so it's one of those kind of outdoor malls, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of other stuff in that area. But... Um, 
Yeah, you know, it's there, there are some things it's nice to go to the Apple Store for. While we were at the Apple Store, I noticed in the back of the store they had this screen that must have been 40 feet wide and 15 feet high and a super high-res screen, and I happened to be standing at an angle where I could see the, 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 the light hitting it, that it was made up of little squares, and they looked to be about the same aspect ratio as uh, an iPad. And so I mentioned to my daughter, I said, you know, hey, look, that wall's made up of a whole bunch of little iPad things. And she goes, those aren't iPads. Those are like phone size. And I went, no, those are iPad size. So I took my phone, walked over there, took my phone out and put it right next to it. And she was right. They were smaller. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was really cool because you could, you, if you got up close or saw it from the right angle, you could see that the wall was basically modular. It was made up of a whole bunch of these little tiles, right? Yeah. Um, these little video tiles. But each of those little video tiles had a the the resolution because when I was standing next to it you could see you know was was really pretty high resolution so when you had this thirty foot wall it was probably eight k or better sharpness I mean it was so brilliant and so sharp that wall was oh. awesome later in the day I was thinking man I would love to have you know shut down the Apple Store and put the football game that I was watching up on that wall and just be able to sit there by myself without all, without two hundred people in the store because um, mm-hmm. that would be awesome I mean it was like a, a the best the better than any movie theater I've seen, you know, in terms of yeah. just the image quality and stuff, better than a than the, you know, the 4K projection that you get in most movie theaters. Um, neat screen, probably cost a fortune, you know. That <laughs> that is, I imagine that. But you know, if any of those little eat any eat any tile dies or has problems, you just pop the tile out and pop a new one in. Yeah. Yeah. I've long thought, why don't they build home TVs that way? You, you want how big do you want it? Just buy some more tiles and add them on. Yeah. You know? Well, I don't know. There you go. Opportunity, Todd. Yeah. Go into business. Yeah. Let me get into the modular television design and sales because <laughs> that, that's an easy business to start. I'll tell you, TVs for what you get are not that expensive anymore. No, they're not. I, and the funny thing is you've got a pretty high-end one, but even the, the lower-end TVs, the quality is just stunning compared to what you used to get. Yeah. You know, you could get a 4K HDR TV, for, uh, a big one, for well under $500 mm-hmm. and 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 be just happy as a clam, you know. And if you really want a, a you know, a top-notch one, you know, it's a few thousand dollars and they're just gorgeous. Just gorgeous. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm uh I'm interested to see what if anything is going to ever happen now between T-Mobile and SpaceX. Yeah, they've kind of made a deal to to provide direct access to areas where they don't really have good cell signal service. You know, I'm, I'm you... a T-Mobile customer, so I'd be real interested to see how that all plays out too. You know, because the iPhones now. So you've got phones right now, but you got to have special phones, I'm sure. Well, uh, that's what I was going to say. You know, the iPhones since the iPhone 14 support satellite connectivity, so I've got a satellite radio in mine. Now, I don't know that it works with SpaceX's satellite signals. I, oh. I, I'm pretty sure that, that uh, Apple's deal is with GlobalSat, but that doesn't mean that they couldn't, you know, use another bandwidth. I mean, I, I just don't know how all that works, you know. I mean, it's mostly, I think, people have contracts to use certain bandwidths and stuff, and so you have to just cut deals. But, yeah. uh, well, but yeah. uh, I'm sure that since all of the uh, Tesla cars use, uh, a pretty broadband uh, yeah. uh, Wi-Fi that uh, 
Maybe it's not Wi-Fi. Well, but one some, of the they're, they're, they're linked to SpaceX, I'm sure. The, right now, Tesla cars are are all connected via cell signals, and I think they have a deal with T-Mobile for that. So, so that's how they communicate back and forth with with Tesla Central. But the the apparently one of the bullet points here is Tesla cars will also be able to connect directly to new Starlink satellites in the future, but they don't right now. Ah. Uh. Okay. But that makes perfect sense. I mean, if I was Elon Musk and I had a communication system and a car system, I, I don't know why I wouldn't use my communication system for my cars to communicate. Right. You know? Especially because then you don't have to worry. I mean, I guess if you're in a heavily wooded area, you might have something blocking your signal. Or if you're in a cave, you know, or going through a tunnel. But, or, or if you live outside the cities, you know, where your you know, well, coverage is. Well, that's limited. where you, no, what I'm saying is the satellite would have trouble if you're in a if the signal was blocked by trees or if you're in a you know going through a tunnel. But otherwise, oh, yeah. the signal makes a lot of sense because yeah, exactly. You're out in uh, you know, but if you're parked in a parking garage or you live in a city where there's big buildings that limit your vision of the sky, satellites can be a problem. So you really need mm-hmm. sort of a hybrid system, and sounds like that's kind of what they're doing with T-Mobile. Yeah. You know. So that you have the maximum yep. connectivity, no matter what you do and where you go. So, yep. yeah, but I have a feeling you're right. T-Mobile is probably going to say, "Hey, we will offer this this Starlink connectivity," but they're going to cut a deal with some phone manufacturers and say, "But if you want that, you have to use one of these phones." And whether they have a deal with Apple or if Apple supports that or not, I, I would I don't know. My guess is is that they might, but. They could probably yeah. get somebody like a Samsung or some, you know, smaller phone manufacturer to build in a satellite radio more quickly. Yep, probably. Yeah, because Apple would view this as a threat. Yeah, well, Apple already has a, a satellite connection, like I said, in their in their 14. And in fact, there's been, you know, yeah, articles but that's about for emergency people. use only, right? Right. Yeah. So that's not a very... But just you know, yeah. it's it's emergency use only right now because of economics, because of the yeah. deal they have with the satellite provider, which I think is like GlobalSat or something like that. You know, if they cut a deal with with them with GlobalSat or with um, uh, you know T-Mobile or you know who then is subcontracting through to Elon Musk, so that you could you know use it whenever you needed it. I bet T-Mobile <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't shut down uh, Apple phones oh no <laughs> no not at all I, i'm sorry uh space space spacex spacex rather w- wouldn't he let apple on his system sure he would. yeah yeah if they're gonna pay to use it sure absolutely you know it's business yep and and they, that's the thing is they would have to but see apple doesn't doesn't provide connectivity at all what they do is they have deals with um, you know, their, their phones are sold through Verizon and T-Mobile and, and AT&T. So if T-Mobile says, hey, we're going to have a link that ties our phones, you know, in through Starlink, then Apple would go like, okay, fine. You know, you, you handle the connectivity. If you can provide connectivity out in the middle of nowhere where there's no cell signals and we have a radio that can attach and use it, we don't care as long as, you know, Mutually beneficial. Right. You know, it's a, something we can market, you know, that our phones already have uh, uh, satellite connectivity. 
Yeah. So, in fact, Amazon sees uh, SpaceX as mutually beneficial. In the next article here, they partnered with a to, to launch competing satellites into orbit. So they they basically uh, it's going to be such a business launching pe- things into orbit. And mm-hmm. even people, by the way, did did you notice that uh, you know we're going to have somebody on the moon in the next year? That's what they're talking about. That's the plan, yeah. right? Twenty twenty five. They're supposed to be on the moon yeah. again. It'll be commercialized. They said twenty uh, different uh, flights to the moon. Yeah, that, that doesn't. They didn't say they're all next year, but I, but well, when you say twenty, you almost have to say how long your period you're talking about. So mm-hmm. I'm, I sort of made assumptions that once they get going in as a business, that uh, this will be a tourist destination. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. I was going to say that, that that'll be a new opportunity for the travel business, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, if you, if you've got the 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 bucks for that kind of vacation and are willing to put, you know, deal with the risk because there is risk. Yep. Um, but you know, it's funny. I was just looking back at the thing where Amazon's launching their own uh, satellites. It's interesting because you know, Amazon, even though he's no longer the CEO, is 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 uh, Bezos's company. He has his own rocket company, and yet Amazon is now contracting with SpaceX to launch SpaceX, which is Musk's company, to launch yep. their Kupiersat one and Kupiersat two satellites. You know, mm-hmm. and Musk has said, yep. "Fine, yet uh, SpaceX launches competitor satellite systems without favor to its own satellites, fair and square." That was that's a quote from Elon Musk. So yeah. Musk is going like, okay, nobody can accuse me of you know using leverage to to launch our own stuff. Well, anybody who pays for the for the launch will can launch their stuff. We're happy to do that, no problem. But it's interesting that Amazon is making this deal with with SpaceX and not with uh, what is uh, Amazon uh, Bezos's rocket company's Blue Horizon or something like that. Yeah, something like that, Blue. I just know it's blue. <laughs> yeah. Or horizon is that what it is? That's I, that's why I thought it was was blue horizon, but I could be wrong. Um Yeah, it's just interesting. You would have thought that the the because of Bezos's involvement that they would have stuck within their uh the family, right? But right. you know, uh Amazon is being run by p- other people and that's I think that's a pretty good indicator of of the fact that Bezos is no longer involved in the day-to-day with Amazon at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's still chairman of the board. Right. He's just not actively running the company. He gave up the presidency and the chief op or he just C- he just CEO. had some money. He just had some money to invest. He figured that uh, there was plenty of opportunity in space. Right. A little competition. Right. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I was talking about Amazon. As far as Amazon goes, Amazon is not behaving like. You know, if Bezos was still oh, running Amazon, he would have right. said, we're going to use my rocket company. But the fact that other people are now running, even though he, like I said, I think he's still, he's still on the board, but, but somebody else is CEO and that somebody else said, well, you know, SpaceX is doing more and is cheaper to launch stuff in space because they're active, you know, they're ahead of you right now and they're, they're a better deal for us. So if we're going to launch stuff into space, we're going to use SpaceX and not your, your yeah. company. Yeah. You know? Well, you got to do the right thing if you're for whatever the company you're running, right? Exactly. You're the CEO of Amazon, and you want to put things in space. You go to whoever can do it cheaper. Even and if you tell, even if you have to tell your boss, "Hey, 
<laughs> yeah, your your competing company isn't winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're not competitive. So, well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I I didn't watch this next one. I sent it to you mostly because uh, it has to do with a Vision Pro for the i yeah 15 iPhone fifteen. Pro. Yeah, as of iOS seventeen two, you can shoot spatial video with your iPhone 15 Pros. Has to be the Pros because it has two cameras that are are parallel to each other and can be parallel to the ground. Um, although, as we were saying earlier, you could tilt a regular yeah. iPhone 15 to put the lenses in the same orientation. Yeah. I have shot some spatial video just a little bit here in my office. It's 1080p. I think it was 60 frames a second, but it might have been 30 frames a second. I don't know. Anyway, I shot it. looked fine. But, of course, I don't have a way of viewing spatial video. So when I look at it on my phone, it just looked like video. So, you know, if you don't have a Vision Pro headset, there's no real way to watch that and go, oh, yeah, cool, 3D. That's all that was in that article. I didn't know if it had anything. Yeah, it's just talking about the fact that you can now shoot spatial video. It says do's and don'ts. I mean, it makes, so I yeah, it was some, it. it was some tips to kind of, you know, what to do with it and how it works. Um, you have to actively go and turn it on. It's not on by default. And then it, when you turn it on, it just becomes an option when you're shooting video. And the idea, you know, I, I suppose like if, if I were a young parent and was shooting video of my kids' birthdays or this recent Christmas, I probably mm-hmm. would have wanted to shoot some in, in spatial video because, yeah. Even though I can't view it right now, right now it just looks like regular video, which still has value to me because I would have video of my kids. I know that then eventually I would be able to watch that in in 3D, and that would be way cool, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so – I think so. Yeah, especially, like I said, if I had, you know, young kids, it would be kind of cool, Um, you know? Yep. But not something that needs to be done immediately. Okay, well – uh, the next one ought to be interesting because it says the rise and fall of Skype, which we're using right now. Yeah, we we tend to use Skype as our as our uh, uh, virtual communication method here. I suspect um, it just has to do with the overall amount of use, uh, and most of that Zoom seems to get because they get the conferencing and multi yeah. party. Well, place. I know some podcasters have switched to using Zoom too because they have better dynamic range on their audio. And uh, seem to make more reliable connections. I mean, you and I have had and continue to have, you know, fair amounts of dropout and stuff with Skype. So it's not the perfect system. But it's easy and it's what we set up initially. Honestly, I wouldn't mind trying to set it up and using FaceTime because I think Apple's FaceTime also has better quality uh, audio and connections. I would would assume that it would since we're... Using yeah. with Apple products, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Both of us are on on all Apple anyway. So yeah, maybe maybe next week we'll we'll give it a try. We can share with everybody how that went. Right, whether we get a full show done or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we'll have to do a little test and verify that I'm actually getting it recorded, and then we can go from there. So yeah. it sounds like a plan. Maybe we'll give that a try. So yeah, Skype is is. You know, they were one of the first ones on the market to this, but they seem to be sort of an also ran at this point. I think a lot of companies or a lot of these sort of virtual conferencing, virtual video conferencing companies got caught flat-footed by um, by Zoom over COVID because Zoom 
was so easy to just share a link. You know, you could just send somebody a link and they click on it and it open in their browser and put them right into a meeting. And they're, they had, they were set up and arranged to do meetings with multiple people much better than FaceTime or Skype or most of the competition. And they did it and they essentially made it free for everybody during COVID. So it was just a, you know, brilliant marketing move is that they were, had the right product at the right place and then said, Hey, the world needs this right now. Just use it. Uh, yeah, you know. Yep, which is kind of cool. So this next one basically is referring to people like me who sometimes don't uh, realize what you're doing, and, <laughs> and, and or you forget things, right? How, how is yeah. this supposed to work now? <laughs> yeah, you're talking about the the one with uh, Musk buying GM. No, 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 no. What are you talking no, no. about? I'm Where talking are we about, at? I'm talking about uh, hack, how hackers can send text messages oh. from your phone without you knowing it. Right. Because here's a guy who got a message and he realized, he figured out that, hey, it originally came from him, but he hadn't sent it. Yeah. So, so it says, I don't remember sending a text. My wife was trying to convince me I'm going crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes I feel that way without my wife saying the word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, I don't need any input. I can see I'm going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So SMS spoofing is what they're at. Right. You know? Yeah. Now, with, with, uh, with our text messages, uh, I don't know if we ever go through SMS because it goes through, maybe it does, out on the system. So if you get a green bubble, then it was SMS. Yeah. If it's a yeah. blue bubble, then it stays within iMessage, it's encrypted, and it's it's Apple-controlled. Yeah. And and I don't think I've heard anything about Apple message, iMessages being spoofable. But the SMS technology has been around for a couple decades now. It's pretty old technology. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that yeah. people can go in and spoof that. Uh, that says the tricks, uh, anyway, they trick you to click on a malicious link, which I'm pretty cautious about. Yeah. Uh, but I did get caught uh, with with uh, one the other day. So, uh, and, it, and it did create some problems, but uh, got them yeah. fixed. Yeah. That's the thing is it's... it's. I had to change my uh, my bank card anyway. Yeah. Because of it. Yeah, that's frustrating. You know, and it's it, and they always, like you said, they seem they seem um, uh, you know simple enough, right? You get something that's and and all it takes is you to click on a file, and you're thinking, oh, wait a minute, what is that? And, yeah. and then you're then you're stuck. Yeah. Now it's funny because yeah. I've got my wife is has has I've got her pretty well trained to be paranoid about something. So if she gets a text from anybody she doesn't know, like she'll come to me, and one of the things you can do when you get a text is you can mark it as junk, and it'll delete it, and then notify your sender that this was sent from a junk source. Yeah. And uh, and so she she just doesn't touch it, and then she brings it home and shows me her phone. She says, is "That junk?" And I went, "Yeah." And she just junk it. <laughs> so so she's good. She doesn't tend to click on on anything that she if it's from somebody she doesn't know. But the thing is, this is what's what's scary with this SMS spoofing. You know, yeah, it can look like it comes from somebody you know. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. Although, quite honestly, so, most of the people doing the spoofing are lazy. They don't do any effort to find out, like, what would sound like a real person to you. They just throw a name in there. And if you happen to have a family member with that name, then it looks like it. But, you know, like, the the example is Levi here. Well, you know, I have one person in my family named Levi. He's literally never texted me. You know, it's a nephew. 
if I got something from Levi with a link on it, I would assume it's bad, <laughs> you know, because it, you know, or, or if, and obviously if they picked a name that I don't even have somebody in my family that's like, well, that's clearly, you know, not right. Yeah. So, well, I had, uh, after I made, uh, I think it was the second click on this thing. I thought to myself, I think I screwed up, you know, I was, I forgot what this clue was, but you know, I, I just didn't at all. I bid on the yeah. first, you know, and I should have been more, more careful than the second one. But yeah. I, by, by it, I wouldn't have pushed the first one if I hadn't been convinced that it was okay. You know? Yeah. So it, it depends on your, you know, we have different levels of vulnerability that click in and sometimes oh. they don't click in quick enough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, most of the things that get people trapped into things these days, it's it's social engineering. It's not any magical tech thing. It's mm-hmm. it's taking advantage of human nature, you know. Yeah. And, and and you know they have these texts like, you know, hey, your your account has been locked. You know, click here to 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 verify and unlock. Oh, oh, you know? this one had to do with with your photos uh, being compromised. Yeah. Okay, and I thought it was an Apple message that said. Uh, that there was some some leak or something, right? And so I, that was the one that got got my attention, right? Yeah, it, so, it hit you in an area of vulnerability because you you don't want to yeah. lose your photos, right? That's that's right. scary, and it's like, oh shoot, I got to fix that. Yeah, yeah. Take this simple action by giving us all your information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, so. Yep. It's, 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 the thing is, is it's one of those, you know, anybody can and will get caught with something like this. There, there's so many of them and each person has at any given point in time, something that's going to trigger you, you know, and, and, and the people who, who do this study human behavior, they know what will, you know, sucker a certain number of people. And, and so, you know, we're, we're all vulnerable to it. And the thing is, is, you know, do like you did is as soon as you realize it, take quick action, change your information so they can't have access to your accounts. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's about all you can do. Well, at at that point, I, uh, I forgot whether I actually deleted the app that I was on. I think I did. Uh, and then turned the phone off, you know, yeah, and what, Got back on my iPad. Yeah, I don't remember why I was on the phone. I may have been uh, notified just of the message, you know. Uh-huh. That yeah, that maybe came in as a yeah said, came in as a text message or something. Yeah. Any, anyway, so I think we're just about. Yeah, working our way through stuff to the end of this thing. Uh, yeah. Well, we did. We I posted and then you reposted something about Apple. Uh, they use uh, TDK is one of the companies that makes a, a large portion of the batteries, batteries for devices yeah. around the world, and they apparently have um, found a, a battery competition or, or competition composition that uh, allows a battery of a certain size and weight to hold more uh, charge, and that that yeah. is something that is um, well. And uh, they've been working with Apple now anyway, right? So. Right. And so, so yeah, exactly. So, and because Apple is a big company that is able to do like some of the, the primary research with companies like TDK, they will get first access to these newer technologies. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so anyway, they're saying they're claiming a 40% uh, capacity increase. 
So we yeah, may, and that and that's always very welcome in the phone. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, you know, we're used to using lithium ion batteries. This battery they're calling a silicon carbon battery. And uh they they said that uh, we may start seeing some uh some um you know, Apple using these things. Uh and they said they, they uh TDK says this new battery has 10% more capacity than conventional graphite anode batteries uh although industry studies show the technology has the potential to lift the capacity by 40% or more so um yeah i don't know if you make a major shift to a different battery technology for 10% but you certainly do for 40% so yeah. um anyway you you'll notice that down below i forgot that you had sent this uh, yeah, yeah, I was say, and, I, and I reposted it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think I posted it Friday, and then you reposted it this morning. So, yeah. but uh, that's that's you know we start making our list. That's going to happen. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's happened to us on more occasions than I think we both both taken a turn at posting something that the other one had already posted. So, uh, yeah. you know, such is life. But anyway, here's to a uh, a great 2024. You know. Um, yeah, uh, it's some exciting stuff right on the horizon. I, while I, I absolutely will not be spending thirty five hundred dollars to get one, I'm excited to to see Apple ship the Vision Pro and have people start saying what it actually can do and what it will be used for, and hopefully it catches hold and Apple then is motivated to create more affordable versions of that. You know, if that was an option yeah. as opposed to an iPad in that price range of an iPad. Then I think you got something that's pretty cool, you know. And even mm-hmm. if it's not an iPad, the base iPad, but like an iPad Pro, you know, if it's in that range, which starts at like what about eight hundred bucks and goes up, I think then the Vision Pro becomes something interesting. At thirty five hundred dollars, it's just not compelling, you know. At thirty five hundred dollars, I mean, it may be right. uh, something that right. you know, it may be aspirational, but there's just a whole bunch of the world that's just going to you know say nope. $3,500, I'd rather, you know, have a roof over my head this month or eat. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Anyway, but, there's enough other exciting mm-hmm. things going on to, yeah. to look at. Yeah, and honestly, this new battery technology is pretty exciting, too. I, I, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Yeah. You know? I mean, we read a lot of stuff about new battery technologies at different times, but this one seems like it's actually like they've they've built the batteries, they know how to mass produce these batteries, and that these are something that's going to happen, you know, as opposed to yeah, I, yeah I'd somewhere like to, in the lab somebody like, got one like, to work once. Since I'm more interested in a new iPad than I am a phone, since I just got a phone, right? Uh, I, that's where I would want to see it. Is uh, yeah, in, in, a, in a nice long right. Plate. You know, I would bet, too, Apple would, if they're going to introduce a new battery technology, would put it in one of their lower volume products first. So I think an iPad yeah. or a watch uh, make more sense, because, and especially yes. an iPad Pro, because the Pros sell a lot less than the basic iPads. And that way they yeah. can test it, get it out there, learn about how it actually works, how it works in, in, in volume, you know, when it's being mass yeah. produced, before they commit like their number one product, the iPhone, to something like that. Yeah, you know? now, now, now you're talking the way I like to hear it. <laughs> yeah. Because I would get a Pro. I, I want the big screen no matter yeah. what. Yeah. Although they make they make one that's not a Pro with a big screen now, too. Yeah. Um, do they? Yeah. They do, with the, well, they do with the laptop. I don't think they do with the uh, iPad yet. Yeah, they do. 
There's, there's an so. iPad 12, 12 and a half inch. I don't think so. I'm going to Apple.com, going to iPad. We have the iPad Pro in two sizes. We have the iPad Air, which is an 11-inch. And we've got an iPad 9 and 10, both of which are 10-inch or 11-inch sized. There is not a 12-inch. The only 12-inch one is still the iPad Pro. I think really? they, they, they've been rumoring it. And and they did come out with a 15-inch iPad Air or uh, I, uh, MacBook Air. So they have a larger MacBook Air now, but not the iPad yet. Hmm. Maybe I misread that, but I was just sure that there was a. I, th- I thought it was a an air. Uh, iPad Air. No, it's been rumored for a while, but it hasn't actually shipped. Okay. Well, shoot! I just sent you a link, and my messages app crashed, and uh, and I came up with a a problem report. Messages quit unexpectedly. Well, I know that it disappeared huh. off my screen. Huh. Did you get the link that I sent? I got it, yeah. 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 yeah so and if you scroll it down, it shows a, a comparison chart of all of the uh, all of the iPads, and the only one that has the big one is the Pro right now. Mm, okay. And you're going, darn, I was hoping I could get a big screen at the lower price because I don't need all the high-powered stuff that's in the Pro, but I want the big screen. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, because the 10.9-inch is the same size as the one. Well, that's what I have. I have an Air right now. So, you know, and that's, you know, two inches diagonally is significantly smaller. Yep. But there's 11 inches, isn't there? The 11-inch Pro and the 10.9-inch Air are physically the same sizes. They fit in the same cases, but the screen is just slightly, because it's a slightly different screen, it is, I mean, well, a tenth of an inch bigger. I think it's like one pixel long, uh, more in each direction. It's kind of mm. silly. Uh, to be honest, if you look at the specs on these things, I look at it and I go, I don't quite understand what the air, why the iPad Air exists. Well, I saw an article somewhere that it's a confusing mess right now, and yeah. that Apple's supposed to straighten it out, and this was guys' best guess uh-huh. at that, and I thought, well, well, I can make a best guess too. Yeah. But you know, you look at it and you say, "Well, what the what does the iPad have? What does the iPad Air have? And what does the iPad Pro have?" You can get them all at 10.9 inch or 11 inch. So they're essentially 11 inch. So you can get an 11 inch yeah. device. So what's yeah. the differences between them? You know, well, it's a slot. I mean, they all have liquid crystal displays. Um, I guess yeah. the the iPad doesn't have the P3 wide color gamut that the Air and the Pro have. The Pro has a little bit faster processing chip. Uh, the non-pro or the non-air, the basic 10, uh, 10-inch iPad has the camera on the landscape side instead of at the top, which some people might want. Both the, the pro is the only one that has a multiple camera setup, but not like I'm running around with my iPad uh. taking pictures. I use my phone for that. So they've all got USB connectors, USB-C connectors, but the pro also supports Thunderbolt. So, you know, very fast if you need it. I don't know. It's just there. You know, the differentiations between them is are, are odd. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what it all boils down to. Is it's like it doesn't seem to quite make sense yet. So, you know, but they're still selling the iPad nine too and the ten side by side. So, so yeah, that's all going to shake out. 
you know, uh, uh, was it a year ago, we looked at the, the laptop uh, offerings and said, I don't understand, <laughs> you know, and now now they've cleaned that up. So, uh, well, I guess you're nine point nine. All right. Yeah. OK, so, I guess you're right. I can't find the one yeah. I thought. Yeah, I don't think it exists. I think maybe you're remembering an article where they had said they thought it was going to be coming, and it hasn't. Doesn't mean it won't, but it hasn't yet. Yeah. You know, if, okay. if they if they try to make the iPad line kind of mirror the laptop line in terms of offerings, then it should be coming. Yep. You know? Yeah. But it's just not there yet. So. Anyway, I, let's make this the last one. Yeah, uh, yeah I think that's... Uh, I, no, I was going to say there's a in 2024, Apple's crippling dependence on China finally blows up, and well, that's basically that's the thing I mentioned up at the front, right. where now Apple has been attacked by uh, by China directly in terms of the uh, use of our sales uh, to the, in the country. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I you know you you using words attacked and, and I think that's those are inflammatory words. The U.S. prior to this has already said that like Chinese uh, devices, Huawei and stuff, are not allowed in their government buildings. Uh, so, so it's a retaliation. Is, it's a tit for tat, you know, and it's both companies. Both both countries are sort of saying both countries. I don't good. trust you're, that you're right. when you put it. In- yeah, I don't yeah. trust that you guys aren't putting something in your device to spy on us when the user doesn't know about it. And so both countries have said we just don't want your stuff in our in our in our Government. you know in our secret places. <laughs> you know, yep. That's, that makes sense. And so you know, and and Apple makes a pretty good case for making stuff secure. So if you walked out the door with the device, you could secure, have it secured in your place, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, if if you were another country and suspicious of the U.S., you might be thinking that, that the government is going to Apple and saying, you guys have to put this extra chip in here or this extra piece of logic on your board that allows us to shoot video of the inside of, you know, or, or record audio from the inside of some spaces, you know? And, of course, Apple would fight that. Mm-hmm. But if, if the law said you have to do it and it's against the law for you to talk about it, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, like just recently it came out that um, uh, what was it that there are some some logs that I think that Apple was required by the government to give them. And the government also said you're not allowed to talk about it. But then one of the senators made it public knowledge and then Apple came out and said, yeah, we've been doing this. You know, we didn't want to, but. Mm-hmm. You know, government said we had to, said we weren't allowed to talk about it, you know, but now that it's public, we can tell you, Yep. you know, so, you know, and okay, happen- well, that happens all continue over- into this year as well. Yeah. And it's, you know, that happens but all one over of the, the big- world. One of the most fortunate things for us is there's a lot of art- articles on the web now about uh, the economic mess that China is in. So yeah. they, they, they can't offend uh, the United States too much because they depend a lot on our business. Right. Yeah. It, it it goes both ways. You know, they have stuff that we want, but they also have stuff that, that they want, you yeah. know? And so it's, which was, you know, if you think about it, I know that, that after he passed, there was people, you know, talking about all the bad things that Henry Kissinger did, but that was part of the, the whole open China plan was, you know, build a world where we're codependent on each other and then we're less likely to hurt each other. Yep. 
you know. Good old Kissinger. He he had it all sorted out politically. Yeah, well. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, you can always historically look back and say, I thought that decision was good or that decision was bad. But, you know, in the moment, people are always doing the best that they can, I think, you know. he was a pretty good diplomat. I, I thought he was. I, I, I agree. You know, I mean, again, you look back at some of the things that some of the decisions that were made that he had a hand in, you go, eh, those are maybe a little questionable in, in light of today. But I think he also had a, a long-term vision that said, you know, countries that, that could possibly butt heads are better off if they both need each other. Yep. And, and so he helped build that world. And, yep. uh, and it was a pretty good strategy. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's it's kept us from, you know, launching missiles at each other for All, many decades. Still, although we still find spies in our midst. They oh, yeah. They fall off every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not a perfect world, and people get greedy, and, you know, people are people. But, uh, but you know, the long-term answer is make it in the best interest of everybody not to shoot at each other. So, right. You know. <laughs> You know, yeah, we got uh, enough of that going on now too. Yeah, absolutely. In parts of the world where you know we don't really have a say, we've got a, a you know we've got some sway, but no say. And uh, you know, you just hope that yeah. that all works itself out this year. That 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 would be my my prayer ta- for the is is that that all works itself out in a, in a way that doesn't drag more people into it. You know, I was on active duty for twenty one years, and I wouldn't want to be in right now. Especially if I was in the uh, uh, Marines or uh, Army, yeah, they people on the ground because we've had a hundred different attacks occur in Syria mm-hmm. in, in recent months. So yeah. we're well, being sh- we're being shot at. And if you're an American soldier, you don't yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the Air Force has has shot some missiles missiles back in retaliation. I mean, people, you know, it doesn't make yep. as big of a headline as is what's going on in Israel and Ukraine. But you know, we've actually been actively shooting back at people. Oh yeah, and the Navy too. The ships yeah. there in the, mm-hmm. the Gulf or something. Yep. Yeah, which every time I hear that, that makes me really nervous because I, you know, you don't want this, you don't want all of the, the, the bad things in the world to keep expanding out and involving That's more right. and more people because that, that, then nobody wins. You know? That's right. And, and I want to where everybody loses everything. You know? Right. My, my goal is we all win by, by all still being here next year. You know, <laughs> that's, that's a win. That's so, right. Um, oh, that, that's a good departing point. It is. It is. That's my New Year's wish to everybody is that we all still be here next year. So Absolutely. So on that note, thanks for joining us here. Uh, we uh, appreciate you indulging us for our two weeks off for the Christmas and New Year's holiday. We'll be back next week. Bye, Dad. Bye. Bye, Todd. Bye.